0: hello beautiful people it is feel good friday june 10th 2022 and this sports show shall begin now yeah what a week it has been we can't thank you enough for joining us here we'll have three guests today joining us It'll be Joe Pompliano, one of the Pompliano brothers who covers the finance world, the business world of all things happening in the world, including sports. That's why Joe will stop by, because now there's uh, three... Athlete billionaires officially. Oh, wow. oh. Congratulations to Tiger Woods becoming a billionaire again. Yeah. I we think, think so. we're not 100 sure, but we think again uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. So that'll obviously lead into other conversations about money being spent in other places and how this price of sport is just only going up and up and up. Dana White alluded to it the other day. It's real. Everybody's trying to get into sports and he said that he thought maybe the COVID stoppage was what made people fall in love with sport even more because it was a distraction and a getaway from all the other things happening in the world. You're just watching two teams, hopefully one that you have a rooting interest for, whether it's from your town or your family or you're gambling on them, Mm -hmm. taking each other on, showcasing excellence and just kind of moving forward. I'm excited to hear what Joe Pompliano's thoughts are on the state of competition uh, finance wise, especially with F1 coming over here to America Mm -hmm. and uh, just allegedly being Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Should be a good conversation with Joe Pompeo. To be clear, never talked to him before. Okay. Oh, only seen him on Twitter. That's yeah. right. Crushes. Okay. He does well. I enjoy him. He gives us a lot of great information. Now, Mm -hmm. I've watched his uh, podcast. He does as well. I've heard and seen his work today. It'll be the first time we talk to him. Big thanks to the finance guy coming down to our level. Hell yeah. You know, stooping down to the sports stooge level. Mm -hmm. Hopefully to break some things down, we appreciate that. Darius Butler will join us in the second hour, host of the Man to Man podcast. He's up to something. Yeah, I saw that. What's that, I wonder? Mm -hmm. Happy for Darius. He's the man. And in the third hour, maybe hopefully we don't know <laughs> oh, dvd please. dvd probably just got done <laughs> you know, running some stats sure. for the USFL game this sure. weekend. That's right. And next weekend, And the next one, uh, maybe Gabe Marenzi last. Oh, please, Gabe. Now, Gabe Marenci. to you that are listening that don't know who he is, I apologize for that. He has been a Canadian sports talk, uh, sports gambling icon mm. for like 20, 30 years straight. I just learned of his existence within the last year because of Goomp, who is back in Canada. This dude is a lightning rod. Yeah. Bingo. Every single time he's come on, here. We have absolutely loved the conversation. Got to meet him out at Super Bowl Radio Row. He was electrifying there. Cannot wait to hear his thoughts on everything going on in the sports world. We will also hopefully talk to you on the 5 RNG phone line, one for McAfee. The boys are here. Uh, no A.J. Hawk today. He's Oh. He's doing a cult event out there. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, people. You know. yeah, he's at a golf cult event. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. Do what you got to do. Raise some money. I've seen a picture of him golfing. He looks fantastic. Getting his game together for Tahoe. We're happy for him. We're proud of him. Can't wait to chat with him on Monday. Maybe we will get call in from him uh, mid-swing. We'll be able to see oh, him take a hand. Nice. Okay. That'd be
1: nice. i
0: sent a text. Ask for him. I, I don't know if he read it or if it's like been left on scene. He has not responded. I think it's because he's so focused and diligent yeah. to raise the money for the cult that he's out there focusing on his Does game. Whatever the case, maybe an A.J. Hawk appearance today. If not, we'll see him Monday. The Talk's table is here, at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Connor, let's start with you. Celtics tonight oh, can go up 3-1. Yeah. No, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, 3-1 yeah. Uh, at home in the garden, just a couple days removed from Draymond Green's family mm-hmm. saying that the Boston Celtics fans are scumbags. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson saying mm-hmm. that the Boston Celtics fans are despicable. Yep. Both of the, those are definitely true, but to have targets on the back of players now going into a Boston uh, venue with a banner on the line, 18th banner yes. on the line in the finals it is going to be a rompous atmosphere. How excited are you, sir?
1: I am absolutely juiced. Yesterday I felt pretty terribly about the game, and then after all the comments the players are making, I just progressively have felt better to the point now where I like him, you know, minus 15, just because of the fact that the crowd is going to be even more wild than it was Wednesday. And uh, there's been a lot of clips coming out since they made these comments. Uh, I believe we've all seen the clip of LeBron walking off in a Golden State Warriors fan yelling to LeBron, how's it feel to be a punk-ass bitch? I think you guys might remember that and then I saw other people saying oh, are these the same fans who were sending death threats to Debo Samuel just a few weeks ago because they live in the San Fran area uh, but hey, hey look, that, hey, that's just
0: you know those are two different so things Boston fans are like wow quite a high horse yeah. that you seem to Ooh, be shooting yourself in the foot on uh-huh. I mean this is a fascinating situation you're saying hypocrisy uh,
1: maybe just a little I'm not saying no. it's you know, oh. I like the live league and you know Uber no. whoa. and everything whoa. whoa, maybe, whoa, it whoa, hey, whoa. Hey, maybe it is hey where's that Where's all those companies from? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I know Uber is actually based out of San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, I think that whoa, might be. whoa! Hey, whoa, hey whoa! we're hey. talking basketball.
1: We're talking basketball, and I feel <laughs> great about the Celtics. I feel even better about the fact that the Warriors are more worried about what's going to be coming out of the mouths of the fans than the actual ball in the hoop. So I feel good about the game. I feel really good about raising that 18th banner. A
0: follow up to all of that, Tony. It feels like the office is trends, and I don't know if this is the world's trends is that clay thompson will respond well to this type of thing and have a big time game i think a lot of people think clay thompson is a dog dog. we'll find out tonight what are you thinking on clay thompson over under that feels like a pretty good bet out there for probably an active bet tonight especially with the direct contact Mm -hmm. with the fans and the fans definitely hearing that and going in with a plan that fan base up there you know they're the fourth Team out there, yeah. Right? You got the Celtics, sure. Got the Warriors, sure. You got the refs, huh? Right? And then those Celtics fans feel like they're the fourth team, and guess what? They are on the home team side. It is a handicap match in their eyes. It is a two-on-one mm-hmm. with one person looking on. I feel like it is going to be tough for Clay and Draymond tonight. Clay going to be a guy that's going to answer. I think he will. Yeah, personally.
2: Yeah, Clay has always been uh, notoriously Game Six great. Um, that's his claim to fame. Uh, we are game five tonight. He's over under, though, is 19 and a half, oh. uh, which is...
0: So over feels... Yeah. yeah. This feels like the bet of the night.
2: See, like, and people were talking about, well, Boston's going to be super loud tonight. Are, were they not loud for the last game?
0: No, but I, I think now Boston knows that they are hearing them, and it is affecting them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to... <laughs> I, it might be effective. Oh, we are winning games for yeah, Oh, no, no. shit. They just had a Super Bowl parade <laughs> yesterday for the win that they just had in the finals. Let's go ahead and do that thing again. I think, personally, that's normally what happens with drunk whites. A yeah, lot of drunk whites yeah. in that particular mm-hmm. arena. And I think, speaking of drunk whites... Yeah,
1: I mean, these fans in New York.
0: <laughs> what? What the hell? They, that was tweeted as, fight by Rangers Tampa Bay fan? Mm-hmm. That was a cheap shot, cold clock, left hook, khaki sweats, Yawgers guy. Yeah, Bad. That's one, salt,
1: brother.
3: Yeah, let's yeah.
0: remember, and we have tried, literally, I feel like we were the Paul Revere of this whole thing. Yeah, time mm-hmm. and time again. Now, if Paul Revere was real. Hey, hey, hey,
1: Look, come on. He right. was real, Tony. Don't you fucking say that about Paul Revere again. Get some respect for Israel Bissell, please.
3: Thank Listen, you. Whatever sure. the case. He was there, too. Obviously, Bissell. all
0: great people. But we were, one if by land, two if by sea, and we on the opposite shore will be ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm mm-hmm. that as we're getting back into society, punches are coming back too. Yeah. So you need to, you know, when everybody was home for two years, year and a half in the confines of their own house, not saying that everybody didn't experience you know, maybe sibling or whatever, little fisticuffs, because that does happen growing up, I understand. But I think a lot of people are getting a little bit too comfortable in the confines of their own house with nobody else around them. Now, granted, there is an entire mental health situation for people being locked up, isolated, alone, on house arrest, all by themselves, Mm -hmm. and, you know, solitary confinement, basically, some people, for how many years? And that'll be discussed probably never 20 years from now. (laughs) Right. But it should be, at least. But once you get back outside of that solitary confinement, and there's other people... Yeah, some people just ain't with your shits. No, you know what I mean. And last night, after the Tampa Bay Lightning cover minus one and a half a huge, yeah. uh, at the Rangers in Madison Square mm. Garden, I mean that was one of the cheapest shots I've ever seen in my entire life, out of nowhere. But follow up, there's a chance like there's some people that are unreasonably upset about a sporting event, and if you're at a game and you're wearing the other team's jersey. Mm. Listen, head on a fucking swivel. <clears throat> we don't we don't think what he did was right at all. Should not happen. But reality will happen head on a swivel in enemy territory in the sports world. That needs to be remembered at all times.
2: I was going to ask because I didn't see the clip. Um, was he wearing a lightning jersey? Yes, yes. Was he, Tom Coast. Was he happy about the win? Yes. yes. So, so he, he kind of elated. was asking for it.
0: No, no. See, Tone is potentially <clears throat> one of the guys that... Yeah.
2: I would never, but I also would never wear... Um, like, my team's jersey into an opposing away arena.
0: Okay, so to add to that point, there was this one weekend I went to Philadelphia because some kid I knew uh, was in Philadelphia. Pens were playing, flyers there. I was trying my best to get great tickets, and I was going to walk in there with a Sidney Crosby uh-huh. jersey. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wasn't able to get tickets because it was literally like two hours before the game. We found out the game was happening. weren't able. Could have got tickets, but they would have been shitty tickets. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, But if I would have got in there, there's... What, 100% chance I'm getting punched in the face by the time I leave that <laughs> Probably, right.
4: yeah. No you know, and,
0: and you should remember that all the way through. Now, the Tampa Bay Lightning fan that was walking out, I don't know if he was intoxicated as well. It was the end of the game. He let his guard down. But need to stay on P's and Q's yep. when in enemy territory, and you are openly cheering, especially if it's a hostile environment. It felt like the Rangers' environment. I don't know, a lot of khakis, but I guess there is a lot of uptightness with the suits over there. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could have expected that out of nowhere, but you got to keep your eyes peeled there. That was a... Knockout though. Yeah, that was there's going to be some sort of repercussion to that. Uh, I assume civil law, the whole oh thing. Oh yeah,
4: yeah, I believe he's already been charged with like six separate things. And
0: don't hey, don't be cheap shotting people. No, okay, don't be doing. It. And I, we can start now. No more cheap shots.
4: And that's the problem though. Is you see something like this last night, and it gets you know six thousand retweets. Some guy's like, oh okay, oh, that could be me. Sounds good. Next week, you know, if the if Tampa drops one, and you know Colorado's in town. And some guys, you know, maybe just smiling too much. I'm going to fucking knock him out and get, you know, 8,000 retweets on Twitter.
0: Well, this one uh, video on Twitter has 2.4, 2.2 million, 2.4 million views already overnight.
2: I'm watching this right now. Shout out to Rangers fans, though, for making sure he was not dead.
0: Yes. I think there was a contingency of Rangers fans that were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, fuck this guy and his team. But also, like, what the fuck? I think somebody literally says, is that guy dead? Well, there's probably a lot of booze, and there's probably mm-hmm. assholes like yeah. Connor and Tony whoa, whoa, around. Whoa, whoa, You know, no, you would have stopped and helped the guy, obviously, but whoa, you would have uh, first no. said, "Loud, is that guy dead? Oh, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead he <laughs> right over there."
2: But I would like to be good. I would never do that to somebody. But just no
0: sports fans. Like you make sports look bad when you do this type of shit. Yeah. yeah, like that needs to be like you got you guys make us look bad whenever shit like this happens. I understand. Some people get irrationably upset, yeah. irrationally upset, irrationally uh-huh. upset. And there's people that have temper issues and rage problems and all that shit in all walks of society. And I think it's good for sports. And that's something that sports provides people that maybe don't have a connection to anything else in their world. This team is literally my family. This team is my being. This team is my reason every single week. I grew up in Pittsburgh. The Steelers set the tone of happiness Okay, every single week on Sundays growing up. I don't know what it is like anymore. I'm not there. But in my house, in our entire neighborhood, basically, all the people I interacted with, the Steelers set the tone on the happiness there. Mm -hmm. So there's people that live and die with their teams. Don't be a fucking asshole. No. But... If you are in a white game, there are fucking assholes head, yeah, head out there. You've got to keep your head on a swivel. We that, that just that's a scary situation
1: there. Yeah, as somebody who will wear the opposing team's jersey to a you Yeah, know, I forced you to cover it
0: up until we got into the suite just because mm-hmm. I strictly didn't want to hear you dealing with both
1: That's right. And yes. that was just a Colts Jets game. I actually wore the Mac Jones jersey to the Colts Patriots game. And when you are winning, you know, it's very easy to have Yeah, start but hold on, follow up.
0: Let's let's add on to that. I don't think the Colts fans are known for being like. Absolutely not. Like I think New York. Yeah. Yeah. Boston. Sure. Philly. Pittsburgh. Even mm-hmm. if you're in the wrong parts of the fucking stadium, there. Yeah, yeah the I, mean, I my when
4: Zito and I went to the Bears-Packers game in Chicago. I wore my I Rogers it. jersey, and I think if it would have been like a closer game, and you know, it's like that—that's definitely a situation. Where like, oh yeah, someone will swing on me. Chicago. Yeah, they yeah. called yeah. the
0: dogs for him. Well, Z, yeah, Z's one, Good guy. Z's one of the mayors up there. Yeah. yeah, man. You see Caruso go, oh, I love Z, though. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> you know, know what you said? do, Z. He said, yeah, I know you do, <laughs> Z, whenever you said fuck Grayson Allen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Grayson Allen. He took the podcast down yesterday. Who? Grayson Allen. Yeah, he did. What happened there, Ty? What did take place? Because right, there's a lot of people, for those that don't know, because we never market, <laughs> ever. I don't, One retweet of Gumpy's tweets every single day mm-hmm. is what I do, and it's not even from us. We have a podcast every single day that goes out after the show and it's basically a culmination of this show and then it just goes out as one big podcast two and a half hours sometimes Mm -hmm. podcasts are supposed to be 30 minutes long they say like all stats say podcasts supposed to be 30 to 45 minutes unless it's like one of those mysteries or a story Mm -hmm. or something like that if you're doing one that's the expected majority listening rate blah 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 now there are people that listen to the end so if you were to cut like if we're to cut the podcast down to 45 minutes, like all the stats saying people say to do or whatever, there's going to be people that are pissed that listen to the end and they're like, hey, I still got another hour and a half on my ride mm-hmm. or my run right. that I have to do. What the fuck are you doing? So we put it out as an entire podcast. We don't do it. Fucking Ty ruined it. After how many, how many podcasts have we put out? A thousand uh, plus. I don't know exactly how many. A thousand plus, plus yeah. podcasts Ty. have we put out. Ty's been a producer, basically all of them, but maybe five. And uh, this morning... Got a lot of tweets saying Ty fucked it up. No. Ty, what happened no. out there? Well, they yeah. were calling Ty an intern. They're calling him Herbie. Yeah, no. yeah, they were like, "Oh, the intern ruined it." And yeah, because like, oh, Herbie had geez. a couple hiccups
4: yeah. last week when yes. he was kind of doing it, and went, so I was like, "All right, we need to pump the brakes on this." But no, you know, I uploaded the exact same file that I did yesterday. I'd think that people, I'd hope that people don't think I'm a big enough moron to just cut <laughs> off like a, the Caruso interview in the middle of it and end the podcast. So. I put it on there, it was good. It was about two hours and thirteen minutes, I think. I wake up this morning, you send me a couple of these tweets, I look on Apple and Spotify, it's just like one hour and forty six minutes. They somewhere in the process of it getting uploaded, it just clipped out, you know, the the last thirty five minutes it's of the show. With tech. So, so what are you what are you gonna do? Fresh so out. this morning I just popped in the same one that I put in yesterday, did the exact
0: same thing, and now we're good to go. I bet, Ty.
4: Good work, Todd.
0: Ty, do you think we never give you any credit at all for being a podcast producer every single day well
4: it's it's evolved quite a bit like i think what i used to have to do like when we were when we didn't have a live show every day like that was actually hard work because we would record for a while and you'd be sitting there putting the individual markers down and go back (laughs) and take now it's i mean it's streamlined to the point where the clips are already there you know, it's it's a very easy process. So I, you know, I don't I don't need
0: hey, Ty, adulation. Didn't, yeah. We didn't and make and a top ten list for our podcast, but no, no. maybe next year. Yeah, we maybe will. next year. Ty, we appreciate job, you. Buddy. Appreciate you, you guys. Line kind of
1: jobs. You know, so if you if you don't if you're not perfect and nothing happens to you, you don't get recognized. But as soon as you fuck up and get a sack well, or a holder penalty, happy. what the hell? Why are you sucking your job all of a sudden? Hey, well, just fucking put the thing up on the air. It's that it's easy. Well,
0: hey, you guys, why guys, why you cutting stuff out yeah. of the show? It ain't yeah. that hard? So.
3: Thank right. you, How are we ever gonna get in a top ten list if that happens?
4: That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, judging by those nominees, we have no shot anyway.
3: <laughs> Good point. So who <laughs> else was if you there? guys are hoping for that, I just keep dreaming,
4: okay?
2: God damn it. What our horses aren't high enough? Uh, uh, Tony, no, that's not, not what so I was so saying. Assholes. You Shows are just Jeez. next level, Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh before Pomp comes on, let's cover Devontae Adams speaking about. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because Aaron spoke about this at the press conference or at his locker I forget which one it was where he said he and Devontae talked very thoroughly throughout this entire process that ended with Devonte Adams going to the Las Vegas Raiders on a record-breaking deal at the time and then information came out that the Packers had matched or even made a better offer and it was like why 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 what's the deal a lot of people were making up reasons for why Devontae had left and there was maybe some drama potentially that was being brought up people saying he hated playing with Aaron Rodgers because the attention Aaron Rodgers got, even though Aaron and Devontae have come out and said like, they love each other like literal family. Now Devontae spoke about a mandatory minicamp, and this is what Devontae had to say.
5: Okay. Uh, have
4: you
0: had conversations with Aaron since leaving Green Bay, and what was that goodbye like?
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked multiple times and, you know, we talked throughout the whole process, too. And he was he was aware of, uh, you know, where I stood and I was aware of where he stood. And we we had talks just like what he said um, the other day. He mentioned we had talks about his future and what he what he thinks his his duration in Green Bay or just football in general would look like. And, you know, that played into into my decision as well, because, you know, where I'm in my career, um you know, and this isn't a shot at anybody. Any other quarterbacks are, you know, on the, in Green Bay. You know, I love Jordan Love, especially. He's a he's a great guy, but you know, I just I got I got aspirations of doing really really big things and and being remembered. And I just you know it just it wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to to sacrifice. Um, you know. Aaron not being there you know after a year or two so um my decision was to be here and and he respected that he understood that you know it has a lot to do with where I want to raise my my kids you know family being closer to home I mentioned that to you guys when I first came up here you know I hadn't my, my grandparents never seen me play in eight years so to be able to have my family closer and you know the the suites are a lot more expensive here but now I can have all the pack the suite out with the family and uh and kind of do that whole thing so we've had a lot of great talks he was in the the match i'm sure you all know about that and wanted me to um, go play a practice round with him in the morning and i definitely would have gone and done that but we had uh we had practice here so he he, uh he didn't have to be out there just yet so we um but yeah we've had a lot of good talks man he he understands where where i'm coming from i understood where he was coming from so We kind of just left it at that.
0: Okay, so a couple things. Obviously, Devontae and Aaron still on good terms. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is tough, I assume, Mm -hmm. for some people in the media to hear that hate Aaron Rodgers and everything about him. Sure. Uh, On follow-up, he spoke to Aaron more than anybody else, probably even like AJ Hawk or anybody else. Yeah. And it sounds like Aaron, legit, and everybody got mad at him for taking the attention of the match and saying that the end might be near. Sounds like that is a very real conversation. He had to be very honest with Devontae because Devontae's like, hey, man, I need to fucking make a business decision for myself, too. You are a large part of this." Probably the biggest part of this. What are your thoughts? Sounds like Aaron is nearing the end of his football career. I'm excited for him if that's the case. Because hopefully he'll be able to find something that he absolutely loves. He seems to be an incredibly deep-thinking person. Seems to be a good... Business, his investments, Mm -hmm. I guess, have done very, very well. He's into a lot of different shit. But I think that is something that Green Bay Packers fans should look at this next year or even the year after, even though Tom Brady is still going and playing. That has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Those timelines do not sync up and mean they're going to be the exact same. It feels like Aaron potentially is legitimately at the point Mm -hmm. where he's like... All right, maybe another year or two. Who knows?
4: Yeah, I think it's kind of a non-story because I think, like, two years would be, like, the best-case scenario. Gets two more years, retires in Green Bay. But, like you said, like, Brady has kind of warped everyone's thoughts of how this goes. Like, you can't play forever. He's going to be, you know, this year he's turning 39 or, and, or 40 or whatever, and it's just like... All the stuff Devontae mentioned, too. I see a lot of Packers fans, like, kind of, like, almost pissy with him. It's like, you can't knock that guy. He laid out everything. What It's like, hey, listen, I want to be a Hall of Famer. Like, and, Closer to my family. Yeah, exactly. Closer to
0: my family. I want to be a Hall of Famer. I just told you. You should be thanking me. I just told you that Aaron's probably playing for, like, a year or two. Who yeah, knows? Right. And everything in there. No disrespect to Jordan Love. He said so he just hadn't no, seen it yet. We why proved. would you?
4: And then you look at, like, his actual relationship with Derek, Derek Carr. Like, they are very, very close. Like, If why why wouldn't you do what he did? I just I don't know I don't know how you could have any ill will towards Devontae or Aaron at this point.
0: I I assume that Aaron would wish that he would have picked to stay in Green Bay for for sure. Every fan does too, and figure it out. But (laughs) I'm happy to hear they're on good terms. And whenever we think about the future for Aaron, I talked about his investments. I always wonder like how do these people find out and know what their actual value is? Uh huh. Well, a lot of us just go to one Twitter account, at Joe Pompliano. That's right. This fucking Twitter account has everything. It kind of showed up in our life Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, this is what Darren Ravel we thought was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right? This is what this Twitter... And then you realize, oh, there's not just one of them. There's another... Mm -hmm. There's brothers here. The Pom- what? what? Hey, the Pompeo brothers. What? Yeah, they're all the finance and business, and it feels like they know more shit than anybody else, and they lay it out in a fashion in which we can all understand. There's a lot of athletic business happening right now, and there's no better person to chat with right then. Joe Pompeo. Yeah, Joe! What's up, dude? What an, what an intro, Pat. Thank you. So we had a weather guy, meteorologist, oh, yeah. named joe nardo okay in pittsburgh pennsylvania so your name joe pompliano is just like such a wonderful thing for us to say and i believe that is why you got so popular amongst our office strictly (laughs) because we enjoyed saying your name then the shit you started putting out it was Mm -hmm. like all right this guy's a real you know like a asset to the internet and to the sports world so we appreciate the hell out of you bud the intro was well uh deserved i think
5: I appreciate that. Yeah, it, there's, uh, I have four brothers who so are all over the Internet, which is probably why you keep seeing Pompliano pop up everywhere. Uh, and it gets overwhelming, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, you
0: guys do like the, oh, this is how you do the Internet. Like, what? How, are you guys business school people? Did you grow up in business? How did you all kind of gravitate to the same thing and be very good at it?
5: I just always had an interest in business. I used to work at J.P. Morgan, uh, which is where the business side comes from. But, you know, I love sports. I grew up with four brothers. We played everything you could imagine. So, the sports side, and it was like a natural kind of collision of why don't I just write about things I like on the internet? So,
0: do you guys project what you think things are? How do you find this information? Because, you know, there's always like the Google net worth. And it is nowhere near accurate. But the only thing Mm. that's going off of is whatever articles potentially pitched how much somebody was making. And then Google, I think, just has a ability to calculate and add those all up. But some of those numbers we have learned from some of our close friends and now being a part of it are nowhere near accurate. How do you get that type of shit? And it is so valuable. I think you understand that, that you guys are some of the only people that are able to find that stuff.
5: Well let's use an example right to your point they're usually typically inaccurate Forbes is one of the people's one of the uh, publications that probably do it best and what they typically do is they look at all of your assets right so LeBron James was recently named a billionaire hey, they congrats, look at all, everything, Bullion, everything that he's invested LeBron. in yeah. Incredible, right? Him and uh, now Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan are the three athletes that have reached billion dollars net worth. So, more athletes have made a billion dollars, but these three have that net worth, right? After taxes and everything else. So, what they do is they look at all his investments Blaze Pizza, Beats by Dre, the companies he started, Spring Hill, and they try to value what his stake in those businesses are worth, add it all up after earnings and taxes and everything like that. The problem is a lot of this is secretive, right? So, I'll give you another example. Very secretive. P- Peter, Peter Thiel is a famous venture capitalist. He, uh, they had, Forbes had his net worth at, I think it was 2 or $3 billion. It came out later on that he had $5 billion in his 401k right, yeah. in his retirement account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not only was it insanely not accurate, but it was actually double in his retirement account alone. They adjusted it. He's now worth $10 billion or so. So that's probably an extreme example, but you could see how that could happen with athletes too.
0: Yeah, so it's just valuation of shit. So like I saw the Spring Hill companies is LeBron's, um, you know, yeah, this came from one of your tweets. We actually put this together basically from one of your tweets. The Spring Hill company is $300 million. Fenway Sports Group, which he's an investor in who now owns the Penguins. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. $90 million to other teams as well. Shut up. Uh, real estate, $80 million. Blaze Pizza, $30 million. And then cash and other investments, $500 million. Now, $500 million is cash and other investments is a hilarious thing just to put out there. But like the Spring Hill Company, you you are projecting and Forbes is projecting that $300 million is the valuation of that company, not what that company has earned.
5: So they raised money last year, right? They brought in capital from a firm called Redbird Capital Partners, Nike, and others. And the valuation when they did that, when they, they got the investment, was $750 million. And LeBron is the largest shareholder. So I don't necessarily do public math, but the 300 out of, out of 750 is his percentage that he owns of the business, right? So other people own part of the business. He owns 300 million of the 750.
0: So it goes off the valuations.
5: Yeah. Mm. Did you guys see LeBron is uh, trying to buy a team in Vegas?
0: Yeah, he wants to build. He said, I want to buy one or own one. I forget the case, but they're building, they built two basketball arenas over there already. They're ready for a team. How much would that cost, Pomp? You think?
5: Two and a half billion probably is what they're saying. You, You basically have to buy a new team at whatever the current valuation is, right? And the other owners are giving you part of their media deal money. So you have to incentivize them. Maybe you go a little higher. But so they say he's worth a billion dollars. That's not enough to buy a team on your own. You obviously have to bring other people in if you're going to do that. But he did something very unique that I think is probably worth talking about that was smart last year. He converted. Everyone knows he used to own part of Liverpool, right? He owned uh, he converted basically part of his marketing rights. Instead of taking cash from Fenway Sports Group, he took a 2% ownership stake in Liverpool back in 2011. So a decade ago. (laughs) Scouser. Yeah, that investment grew right from from uh, I think it was worth six or seven million at the time. It went up to fifty million plus as the team grew in value. He converted that though last year, so he's no longer just an owner of Liverpool. He converted it to the parent company, Fenway Sports Group, which owns Liverpool, the Red Sox, Fenway Park, all these other assets. They went and bought the Penguins. Yeah, they raised a bunch of money, and now what they're going to do is, I think at least, they're going to be the ones that are going to go try to buy this team and put it in Vegas, and LeBron's going to run it.
0: That's awesome for LeBron, isn't it? I like, love, this is, just like you, I enjoy the business side of it so much, like the back end, who's making the decisions, because there was obviously that documentary, Broke, that came out, that kind of casted quite an image over all professional athletes, mostly the NFL guys, that 80% of you are going to go on to be broke within two years of retirement. Now it feels like business is much more I don't want to say in the blood of like the younger generation, but it feels like it is. That is the case. Everybody is kind of an entrepreneur. Everybody understands their value nowadays. What do you uh, what do you think that's because of? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because the Internet, everybody can be their own business, their own entity? And do you think that's why most younger athletes and younger business people in general have that entrepreneurial mindset from the beginning?
5: Yeah, I think it's just become cool, right? If you look at uh, what people praise online, it's the Kevin Durant, it's LeBron James. It's even what Draymond Green is doing, right, with this podcast, what you guys are doing with this show. It's become really cool to succeed in business and do it on a public stage. And there's probably no one that has a better opportunity to do that than the athletes like we're talking about.
0: It's insanity, isn't it? It is absolutely insanity. I just learned that the valuation of somebody is what makes them a billionaire or not, by the way, through this conversation. So Tiger Woods,
5: he's, he's a billionaire again was he ever a billionaire before? So this is where people are confused. Forbes wrote a very similar article in 2009, I believe, and they called him Sports First Billion Dollar Man. And what they meant by that was that he had crossed a billion in earnings, but that doesn't make him a billionaire because there's taxes, there's everything else, right? So he had crossed a billion in earnings. Now he's made, I think they said 1.7 or 1.8, and he's finally crossed a billion net worth, right? So the difference is that once you strip out the taxes, once you strip out everything that he spent, etc., then he's still now over a billion. All of his assets combined are worth a billion.
0: Can you put LeBron's back up? So that ain't enough with taxes, right?
5: No, no, no. So this is his assets now. This is what he owns, right? If he was to sell the positions, then sure it goes down. But at right at, at this juncture, he owns $300 million of equity in Spring Hill. Uh, and when you add up all of his assets, it's worth
0: Uh, Uh, But in real life, it's not, though, because if he was to make that actual cash and become an actual billionaire, which would be, I guess, money in pocket. Is that what an actual billionaire is or is is the actual billionaire having assets that are a billion bucks?
5: No, just assets. Yeah, he's a, he's a billionaire oh, because man, all of his assets gay. added up equal. It's it doesn't gay. matter, Pat. It doesn't matter. He's got a lot of money, right? Yes, uh, it's, a shit. I, I agree. Co- I agree completely. But I just the title of
0: billionaire. I think we are yeah. all kind of learning right now through this, and I'm incredibly pumped for these athletes becoming billionaires. I assume Peyton's very close. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume that Peyton is on his way. Which sports do you think are going to start producing more? Which I think the NBA is going to be. They're going to have more and more and more. I think the NBA has the mind, mostly because they don't have to wear helmets. Social, It is a social media sport. Everybody talks yeah. about the networks and the viewers being down for NBA games compared to like NFL games. Yeah, but on social, the NBA runs that shit. I assume
5: we're going to see more of this. Don't you, Joe? I definitely think we do. Someone joked when I tweeted it out this morning and said, uh, every starting point guard in the NBA is eventually going to be a billionaire. Right. Because uh, not only are the contracts getting bigger, but everyone is getting those now, those max deals. And if if those continue to escalate, we'll get to that point. Uh, The other people are like Roger Federer. I I assume he's probably up there. Right. He did that deal with Uniqlo where he made hundreds of millions of dollars and he owns a good chunk of the business. Uh, There's soccer players in Europe that no one even knows how much those guys make like Messi and Ronaldo and them. Uh, I assume they're pretty close. But yeah, this is just going to happen more and more
0: uh f1 is hilarious you love that shit. why do you love it because just all the money's over there every company that is worth it's like what fortune 10 basically companies are all in the f1 is that why is that has it always been that way
5: well it's a it's a money sport for sure uh it's always been that way yeah rolex is the the historically the largest sponsor of the series i went to the the race down here in miami uh and the t-shirt was a hundred dollars right like it's just a money sport so it's very fascinating to talk about in that context but I, I've always loved racing, and the thing that I really like about it is how popular it's becoming in North America now. I'm sure you guys have seen the Netflix series by this point, uh, and it's certainly getting popular. There was about 500,000 people maybe that were watching races before, and now there's over a million. So that'll continue to grow, and maybe they get an American driver, but uh, it's just a fun sport to watch.
0: Graham Rahal, get his ass in there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead tie his friends of mine. I would love that. It would be great if he got into the wealthiest sport of well, all Well, you guys time. are in
5: Indy. Did you go to Indy 500 or no? Come on, John. We're at one.
4: Uh Pomp, just speculating, who do you think the next NFL team will be to uh to go up for sale, especially with we've heard the reports that someone maybe wanted to pay six thousand or six billion dollars for the Broncos, but Robson Walton ended up getting it for, you know, much less than that. What which team do you see uh maybe like a guy like Bezos or Elon Musk or someone going after in the near future in the NFL?
5: Well, I think Washington's an interesting one, right? Because there's some dynamics there that aren't just, hey, maybe the owner wants to sell. Maybe something happens there that that could force them to do that. So that's an interesting one. Uh, But it's hard to say, right? Because these teams just don't go up for sale often. I think it was 2018 was a sale, right, for the Panthers. And then before that, it was the the Bills, I believe, in 2011. So only a couple in a decade. So it's tough to tell. Usually it involves someone passing away in the family or something like that. Uh, obviously, what happened with the Seahawks maybe could be a move where the family took over ownership and maybe they offload it. So things like that, not necessarily someone just deciding they want to sell it.
0: I, you don't think so? You don't think that Josh Harris allegedly being able to spend five billion dollars cash right now? I and mean, that's what he was going to do for the Broncos? perk some years or no? You don't think that's enough for how wealthy these people are to really give up a cash cow that is an NFL team?
5: Well just look what valuations have done over the last few years, right? Not only the cash that's coming in, but these new media deals and all the money surrounding the sport, sports betting, et cetera, streaming partners, like this is gonna blow up valuations even more in my mind at least. And I think that if you're able to hold it for another even four, five, six, seven years, then you're in a place where the valuation has drastically. Okay, huh?
0: That was our diamond hands days. Yeah, <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: We didn't know much about what was going on, but we would just yell.
1: Hogue!
0: You got deep into that, didn't you? I remember seeing you tweet about that and uh, also crypto. I feel like you just naturally found your way into both of those things. And how did it work out? Not great? Good? Well, we still doing Well, I don't it?
5: I don't know. Uh, I don't mess around much in the stock market, but I definitely hold a lot of Bitcoin, uh, which I'm sure you guys have talked about on the show and you've had people on here that are probably interested in it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it was a fun time, certainly, with everything happening. With uh, I think you guys are alluding the Diamond Hands thing and what they're doing with uh, GameStop and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't mess around with that much, other than just tweeting about it.
0: Okay, Joe. Now, if this is not about sports, and Connor has a question, so is Tone, probably about sports. But since we're here, I need to ask you because you are a crypto guy. I believe you even have a podcast about it. I'm Not 100 sure, but I know it's a big deal. What is the difference between Bitcoin and the stock market? If we have no clue what controls either of those fucking things.
5: Well, Bitcoin is sound money. It's it's gonna eventually in my mind at least replace other money that's out there, right? So uh we could do an entire segment, an entire show probably on this. But the easiest way to think about it is it's money that no one can mess with, right? The government cannot mess but, with it.
0: No but but it goes down, way down, way, 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 way down. Then it goes yeah. way, 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 way up. If it's not controlled by anybody or anything, that means what?
5: Well, can so go it's down based on whenever? supply and demand, right? As if, if the uh, supply and demand is unequal, then the price will move. There's volatility for sure. It's gone up a lot. It's gone down a lot. We're still in this phase now where uh, not only are a lot of people finding out about it, discovering about it, learning about it, and doing all these things, but it's very volatile about what's happening on in the overall market. If you look at Netflix, Amazon, Apple, even any of these other businesses, they've lost tremendous value over the last few months. Due to broader things that are happening on in the economy, right? So I think Bitcoin is one of those bets where uh, I obviously probably think about it differently than some other people, but it's one of those things where I feel comfortable holding for a long period of time and not necessarily worrying about how it looks on a day to day basis.
0: Hold, hold. Hold. That's what you're saying, but doesn't have
5: the follow the same exact path as the stock market? Uh, Not historically, it has for the last like six months. Uh, which is probably what you're alluding to. It's, it's gone down tremendously over the, you know, it's cut in half since it's all-time high, and now it's traded in this range. But historically, it's, it's been actually uncorrelated to the stock market and bonds and everything else, where okay. uh, when those underperform, it's outperformed and vice versa. But, yeah, I mean, historically, over the last decade, it's it's the best-performing asset bar none. So I think when you zoom out a little bit and you hold, uh, you're doing just fine.
0: I, I wasn't smart enough to understand the stock market. Everybody was trying to talk to me and CFO Phil, pitching us why they're the smartest person to hand, me to hand my money over to them. Okay, so I worked my dick off to get money, and now I'm just supposed to hand it over to you, and you're gonna make more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, all right, let's see how this goes. And I never could figure out, why does it go down, why does it go up? And they're like, well, it depends on, the, not the same answer you just gave, but an entire, well, quarterly earnings, and production, and rise. it was like, yeah, but there's some companies that stink, and still go up. And then it's like, it makes no sense. And then also, as soon as I got money, 2009, everybody had lost everybody that I met that had money had lost all of their money in 2008 on the stock market. So I'm supposed to go in there first time ever sensing any cash at all and not be a complete skeptic when every millionaire I had ever met at that point in my locker room was like, I lost fucking seven last year. I lost 10 last year. Where? Did you even enjoy it? No, I gave it to this guy He did this. I'm like, well, I'm going to enjoy mine. If it's fucking going to all go away anyways, I'm going to enjoy it. And then this Bitcoin came along and I like outlaws, you know, like I like, like, hey, this one's not controlled by any, anybody I'm in and I have not been able to understand it yet as soon as I can find out why it goes up and why it goes down and it be like an actual answer and like the whole thing not that supply and demand is not an actual answer but who controls that nobody so it's
5: like we'll we'll do a whole episode on or I'll call you at some other point to talk about it because it probably takes more than we have here Uh, but what do you do now do you invest or do you just like focus on your business yeah
0: Everything goes yeah. into this.
5: Everything. That's the right? smart thing to do, right? Because you'll do much better on that if those things grow and everything else than you will. In the well,
0: at least I know like yeah. why, mm-hmm. where it went and why it went, you know? And yeah. I, I think this is me just not being an educated human. You know, I did not come from the, hey, when we get money, we're going to invest the money world or that these are the same people that say like, oh, these athletes are idiots because they don't know how to spend their money or save their money. It's like, yeah, you You'd classify me as one of those idiots if I didn't get lucky a couple different times because it's hard to trust people that are yeah. in the money world. It's hard to get into the whole thing. But I do appreciate guys like you coming out trying to educate folks on ways to make more money in the future because I think it's financially safe and sound. But it's I'm too fucking dumb for it, so... I'd rather just go buy 100 shots at a place. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? That's, I'd rather go do that. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Joe, you mentioned point guards in the NBA, but is it like crazy to think that every quarterback in the NFL is probably going to be a billionaire, especially some of these young guys like Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert and Burrow and Lamar Jackson, even just because their deals are only going up, just like with the media deals that you mentioned?
5: Yeah, so, so not only are the deals going up, but we've had record inflation, right, which goes back to the previous point that we were talking about. So, so the money is, is getting larger, the deals are getting larger, et cetera. But I actually talk about this quite often, right? Patrick Mahomes, I think, is one of the people that's probably in a position better than anyone to become a billionaire rather quickly because he has this massive deal now. And, and certainly other people have followed that up, too. But he got, what was it, $500 million or something like that, right? And not only did he get a lot of cash up front when he was 463 or
0: 453 or, so, yeah. or 443. We so, were lied so, to, Pomp. Li- they lie about everything
5: out here. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the agent, what is it? The agent makes it seem a little bigger than it might have been, and, and there's numbers, guarantees, and okay, all of that, matches, right? But yeah. it's, it's a business. And uh, yeah, ultimately, he what insiders, he's done, though, is he's gotten a lot of cash early on, And he's able to go invest a lot of this stuff now. He's invested in some great companies uh, outside of that, Woo, Piper, Rice, etc. And this money will continue to grow and compound for years to come. So, like, in my mind, yeah, if he doesn't get hurt, you know, everything goes how it's going right now. He'll definitely become a billionaire. And then if you look at the other guys in line after that, Josh Allen, everyone else, yeah, they're they're, going to be doing it also. Robson
0: Walton was able to buy the Broncos with a $465 billion check. Who's the bank for that?
5: Himself, He's got, you know, 60, 70 billion, right? Uh, so does sure, he have 60, cash? You know, he, he's billion probably not going to pay cash. Maybe he'll do something else. Uh, but he, you know, he's got enough money. That's why they took him. He, he could write the biggest check of anyone. Where do they put that? What do you mean? Where is like, the money? He, he, he has, uh, most of it is held in, in Walmart stock. Uh, this is actually a crazy stat. I so think I saw the other day that the, the Walmart family, they get paid $3 billion in dividends from the stock alone each year. Right. That's how much money that those guys have over there, which is just absurd uh, to think about. That's the family. Right. Not not just him, but he's worth 60, 70 billion dollars. He's instantly the wealthiest owner in the NFL. And I think I know you had Andrew Brand on the show the other day. I think that's a large reason why they took him was because now he can write those checks that other owners may not be able to do.
0: Cronky can. He can. Tepper can. Do you see a trend I with the emergence of more billionaires than ever in the history of billionaires and money somehow? I don't know how. Right. I guess it's just. There's more money out there now than ever before. Mm -hmm. Seems like that is something too supply demand. I don't know. So I'll give
5: you you a good example. Mark Laurie was on my podcast who now owns the Timberwolves with Alex Rodriguez. Right. And he told me I asked him why he bought the team. And he said, uh, there's very few things that you can do in life that you can have a lot of fun and still make a lot of money on. Right. He said he owned horses for horse racing. Lost a shit ton of money. He owned vineyards, had a lot of fun, lost a shit ton of money, though. So he was like, I'm looking at these valuations of these sports teams in the NFL, the NFL, the the NBA, MLB, et cetera, and they're going up tremendously. They're not really correlated with the stock market, right? It doesn't matter if the stock market goes down 20% because it's illiquid and the valuation still goes up. So if I can put my money here, have a lot of fun doing it and still make money, like that's a win-win for a lot of these billionaires.
0: Recession-proof too, right? Yep. Yeah, because they're always going to get viewers. It's almost... It's, a, it's an untouchable wagon right now. I think it's going to become a lot harder for teams to hang on to teams because, or families or owners to hang on to teams because the offers that are going to come. Elon could buy every team, right? So could Bezos, if you wanted, in every league?
5: Yeah, they, they have uh, more money than they know what to do with.
0: How does that happen, uh, do you think? And what do they do with that money? What, how do you think that gets redistributed out through the world? It doesn't, does it? Or does that just stay within well, the Bezos family forever?
5: Well, it depends how it works, right? They they created companies that they own a large percentage of, and those companies have accrued value from their services. So, in Amazon's case, for sure, Tesla's case, for sure, SpaceX, etc. So they own wow, you know yeah, equity in those companies. Yeah, but but company. Elon Musk, yeah. right? Like he's a good example. Yeah. They don't have you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in cash in their bank account, right? It's how much the business is valued for. They own basically shares of that business or even you could just think about it as like pieces of paper that say they own the business and uh, they would have to sell those shares to get the cash to do it. So a lot of it's not liquid. He couldn't just go buy all these teams tomorrow if he wanted to. And uh, the wealth gets redistributed because the business has accrued a lot of value. They hire employees, they make products, they do all these different things.
0: Yeah, I I understand that and how it goes. But I'm just like, Bezos at some point in his life could just say, you know what? Fuck it. I want to buy everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you, because his family's going to have money forever 60 billion, hundreds of, 300 billion, what, 600 billion, whatever the fuck he has. I guess that's what the uh, Saudi thing is $600 Mm -hmm. billion, like that money is just going forever. They could, you can do whatever you want forever with that. Right. I mean, that is legit how like
5: the live golf thing is one of the most fascinating things I've probably ever seen in sports business. Because you're dealing with someone who has this pit of money that it's bottomless, right? There is no stopping them if they want to keep going. They could do this for a decade if they wanted to, and they could continue to get players if they really wanted to and pay them these absurd amounts of money. So the PGA Tour is in a really difficult place, right? Because now you're competing with someone who has no regard for profitability, and people are online saying, "Yeah, they need a TV deal, they need all these things, and maybe they get one, but ultimately, you I don't, don't think they're a hundred thousand, five hundred P- million dollars they- worth of deals Pop. without."
0: Yeah. They had 100,000 people watching live yesterday. Go I'm get just, a deal. I'm talking about from experience. You can make a lot of money. You yeah. get 100,000 people watching live. Yeah. That's a fucking, and that's their first event. Now, granted, it could be the first pop, could be the first pop, but they're at least accessible on YouTube to 100,000 people at one point. Like, everybody thinking they need a TV deal, they need a TV deal. It's like, I'm not 100%, to your point, I'm not 100% sure if they're right, if that's a right uh, narrative or not.
5: Yeah, I just think about it in how the the leagues make money, right? Most of these leagues make most of their money from media deals, whether it's the NFL, NBA, whatever. Uh, So that's a big piece of it, whether it's open-ended on YouTube or somewhere else. You can make money doing that. But they spent $500 million plus on players alone in guarantees. So they obviously don't care about a profit. They're not making any money relative to TV deals right now. Uh, So it's going to be an interesting game of chicken with the PGA to see kind of how they respond to all this.
0: Were those signing bonuses or contracts that they signed there?
5: I, I, it's not very clear, right? It's not clear how long they are. It's not very clear what they have to do for it. You know, could be more. Yeah,
0: could be that could be just a hmm. signing bonus and with contracts coming on the other end. Well, so
5: it. if you're Phil or DJ, right, you go do you go, do you like go and sign for this league? I would assume that they would be like put that in my bank account before I come over, right? Because. You don't know if they're going to hold one event, eight events, 100 events. It could stop at some point. You don't really know what's going on. It's a new league, right? And you're giving up a lot. Not only your reputation, the PGA, the majors, potentially all of that. I would assume a lot of these guys ask for a massive check up front. Tom
2: digs, your question for Jay Paul, we don't want it. Hey Joe, what's the fad that you're seeing in sports as far as athletes? Is it like I see like LeBron, MJ, The Rock, like they all have alcohol companies? Like is that the new way? that guys are are investing their money is in companies like that that are, they're trying to sell eventually?
5: Yeah, the alcohol thing's interesting because uh, I think one of the reasons why I think LeBron was probably already hitting this before Forbes said that was because his new alcohol brand, Lobos, I think it's going to be massive. I think it's going to be huge. Basically, everywhere you go, it's, it's uh, already there. It's huge. He's posting about it all the time, all of this. And the reason why they do the alcohol is because – most people, some people certainly can, and some people will say they can, but most people cannot actually tell the difference between a good alcohol and maybe a bad one, right? Whoa! So they're Paul, they're, they're able, palate they're
0: able shaming.
5: No, aim- this <laughs> guy's palate yeah. shaming. Right here on show. Well, oh, wow. I'm just saying this is tr- I'm in that category, right? I'm in that <laughs> category. Uh, okay. Okay. Me I'm just too. To <laughs> uh, I, I think what they're able to do though is they're able to use their name, image, and likeness, and they're able to make a lot of money from it. But I think what we're seeing, to answer your question a little more broadly, is uh, a lot of these athletes now are partnering with people to create companies, right? So if you're LeBron James, Spring Hill, he partnered with other people, Maverick and others, to create that business rather than just investing in a pre-existing business. And the same thing can be said for other people, right? Tom Brady, he's got this massive company autograph now that does the NFTs and other stuff. He's a co-founder of the business. So instead of partnering with other people, you go in and you're a co-founder, you invest some money and you have them run it day to day. It sounds like uh, that's a new trend, too.
0: NFTs are awesome, right? They're not complete bullshit.
5: I'm not, I'm not big on the NFTs. I don't- Whoa, sure. oh, Pause. You guys own NFTs? That that was no. surprising. We
0: got a Zion dunk Yeah, the Kings. That's is, right. Is 25 bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was told that thing
5: was going to go up to a couple thousand. I'll tell you what. Nah.
0: Don't know where it is. I took
5: a screenshot of it though, so yep. still have it. Got it on my so, phone. Some of this stuff might be valuable in the end, but 99% of it right now seems like it's kind of bullshit, right? And I no. think, uh, I, no. think, uh, I think I uh, think a lot of it what is, is are to be what About Gary.
0: Well, I actually just got a text from Gary. V? What do you say? Gary V, he's all in on that. Do you have to look at the other business people on the internet and be like, well, wait a minute, why is Gary V all in on the NFTs and I don't feel that way? How, how does that go? Do you have, do you guys I, joust? Do you guys joust? Uh, no, no, no.
5: I love Gary. I've talked Set about away. Gary plenty yeah, of yeah, times about it. And love. I think what he did was uh, genius, right? He's built this community. And I think his is probably one of those projects that you can point to and you say, okay, that makes sense because he's built this community of people. He's throwing conferences. He's adding value. There's other ones, right, where someone draws a picture on their computer, they sell it for a million dollars, and you're like, that doesn't really make sense. feels like you just
0: robbed somebody. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's where I'm sitting at. But also, once again, something I'm not smart enough to understand, so I just go ahead and stay out of it. I think that is a big-time weapon for investors. If it's something you don't have a clue about, probably don't put your money there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Well, like. well, someone like you, right? You're a good example because you're more focused on building your actual business and you'll do way better there than you will on finding random NFT projects to yeah. buy and hopefully pump up and make money on, right? Like it's just uh, a no brainer for someone like you to spend your time, energy and stuff on your actual business.
0: Well, that's very nice. It wasn't always this way. I, I do believe it was just because I am uh, too much of a stooge, but you are not. And that's why we thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, follow me at Joe Pompliano. Joe Pompliano. Yeah. Thank you. And joining us from an attic in Ohio, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a COVID survivor, a private plane survivor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Haw. Yay. Yeah! Yay! Woo! What? Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Yeah. That's not what's that? That's not what I was talking
1: Is that a different one? Is that Bob Carpenter?
0: Where's AJ? What's going on? Oh, he's not here today. What? Yeah, he's golf Oh, that's right. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Is he's uh, he's doing the golf for the cult thing over there in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks for raising money for a good thing, AJ. Yeah, yeah. Thank sure. you, AJ. Hey, we miss you, AJ. Miss you, pal. Yeah. How about rating AJ's face? This is what we're going to do, because I know this is one of his favorite things of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is for time for like episode 9 or 10 at this point yeah. of a sports show that has captivated the entire globe. A segment that people go to and refer to as sports Champion greatness, Hell yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It is time for T Four Tones Tasty Tournament time. Hey! Big hey! one tonight, Tone. Here Let's we are, we need Pat,
2: Game four tonight, not game five tonight. The Celtics are home again in the scummiest place on earth. uh TD Garden. Hey! Fuck, it's called. Um, They are four point favorites against the Golden State Warriors Uh, over under is 214 Uh, and guess what Seltzer minus 230 to win the series now after taking a uh, 2-1 lead over the Warriors Uh, Tatum's the favorite to win the uh, NBA finals MVP followed by Steph and Jalen Brown it is a three horse race at this point and uh, the games tonight. Fuck it. Thank you, Tony. Hey, baby, Tony. And
0: a great addition, uh, episode of. Thank you, CD. Thank you, CD. Uh, another great episode of. Flight just got moved a little bit earlier. I have to get, uh, have to get my mind right. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, it yeah, going, yeah. going. Flying into some storms, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's always fun. Probably going to look like AJ Hawk uh, coming yeah. down on that plane Hopefully a little bit. Enough. But, Tony, what should we be looking for for tonight? Is there any trends we should look into? Like, for instance, Clay Thompson over 19 points. That feels like 19 and a half. That feels like a. That feels good to me. I am yeah. not 100% sure. While,
2: while Clay did make the mention of the uh fans or whatever, it didn't see he had his he had his best game of the series so Quite far. Fine. He had twenty-five. Uh, nineteen and a half seems light uh, for his over under there are some trends though that are concerning uh for the Warriors. Uh they are one in six in their last seven road games. 1-7 in seven in their last eight road games versus a team with a winning record. Obviously, the Celtics have a winning record. It's the playoffs. Fuck yeah. Um, they're 1-5 in five in their last six uh, NBA Finals games, ATS. Now, I mean, it goes back a few years or whatever. But the Warriors have not been playing well on the road. So
0: it's a, it's a bit of a worry for the Warriors tonight. Yeah. Uh, must- minus 230 to win a series for the Celtics yeah. seems to echo the sentiments of what it feels like on the internet and most talk shows mm-hmm. a lot of people think the Golden State Warriors are dead right now why is that just because one game where they're talking about the fans being bad or has it been outright dominant by your Boston Celtics take off you're, I'm from Boston. I'm a masshole mass yeah. goggles real quick. Have you guys dominated this whole thing?
1: Uh, I think there's just, like, some times where we go on this run where we're just bigger and faster and we have a better defense. Like, that's, like, the reality of it. I think the biggest thing is that Tatum isn't scoring 35, 40 points a game and keeping us in it. It's kind of the other guys. Like, Jalen Brown, Tony mentioned, who I think is, should probably be above Tatum as far as the finals MVP because he's kind of – Hey, he's a dog. He's huh? a dog. No. He's been huge in the fourth quarter, the – the first game we won was because he started off the third quarter with, like, two two threes, couple jump shots, all absolute buckets. Uh, but I think it just comes down to the defense. And defense is kind of the, you know, make or break when you get, I feel like, to these last rounds – or to the last round, rather, where, you know, both teams are pretty evenly matched on offense. Who's going to be, you know, the defense that kind of comes through? And so far it's been the Celtics by far.
2: So I say this um – Begrudgingly. Oh, okay. Here we go.
0: I like mm. this. That's good word. You're, yeah. Again, you're not loquacious at all. No, no. <laughs> because no, no. it's He's been out. No, you're not not loquacious. Right. It's
2: been out there for years um, <laughs> and saying about this will <laughs> probably make me take the Celtics tonight in uh, this certain quarter. Uh, but the Warriors in the last like seven years since their run, their th- third quarter has been unbelievable in this series. 38 24 in the third game one, 35 14 in game two, 33 25 in game three. And the Getting Celtics worse. had a good like third or fourth, oh, yeah, three or four minutes to end that third quarter. So if you want to look at Warriors tonight if in, in a fashion, third quarter may be the way to do it. But because I just said that, the Celtics, that means... the Celtics will probably win the third quarter. Just man.
0: like somebody tweeted us yesterday. <laughs> Hey, here's a good bet. You go on the FanDuel and you find shots on net bet, Mm -hmm. and they're like minus 600, minus 527. Mm -hmm. You put six of them together, basically all the longest odds, you'll get plus 128, and it doesn't matter who wins the hockey game. You just need the boys to shoot the puck. That's right. Last night, I think uh, it was tweeted to us yesterday. I said, this is genius. Absolutely. This This is the way we beat the book. Last night was like the lowest shots in the history of the uh, NFL pl- or NHL playoffs. Is that what happened last night? Uh,
3: I don't know about the history books, but it was a tight game, tightly contested. KG, team. Two very yeah. good goaltenders, as we saw. It was what 1-1 one, one for a majority of the game there, and then uh – Tampa got a few late ones and sealed the deal, and then they beat the shit out of the Rangers afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. but there was no shots. No. no, it was like nine to nine in shots, like twelve minutes left in the second period.
0: I turned on the game, and they have a little shot stat yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and it said like twenty something. I'm like, oh, we must be in the second period. No, we're in the third period. What the fuck yeah. happened? What happened? The yeah. first day we do it. So, thank you for mentioning that. Since you mentioned it, and now that it's been brought into our lives, and it seems like a cheat code, probably going to go the other way tonight. That's but- just now. Listen. <laughs> I've been fading myself the last couple of nights. Uh, sure, no. Not good. Yeah. Because I've been right, and then I've been wrong. Exactly. But if you fade yourself in your in your mind, but you place the bet on the book, like, does the gambling gods even know that? You if You played yourself. Yeah, you did. I I played myself trying to play the game. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, gambling gods <laughs> know everything. And to, to Tony's point, this isn't just like recently. I think like all time Steve Kerr in the postseason, they're like plus 2,400 in third quarter differential.
2: They are dogs tonight in third quarter.
1: Who? Plus uh, hmm.
2: Warriors, plus one away. Yeah, one. See, they're asking for yes, us. They're but asking they were also, for they were What also,
0: is that old about? Call John Sheeran, please. Can you call John Sheeran? They were
2: also dogs in game three in the third
1: quarter. Yeah, and... The, they didn't really change the odds at all for the Celtics after the loss because of the fact that they're undefeated after a loss. That's why they're still minus four, even though they got blown out in game two.
0: John Sheeran, the head odds maker for FanDuel Sportsbook, we are code calling right now <laughs> to see if he will answer. He's probably working. Let's assume he is. There's no way he answers this, but if he does, I want to ask him. They know this trend that oh, we're, yeah. uh-huh. we're talking about right now. Why would they have it be dogs? Just because they're assuming it's going to end at some point, and he knows that Yanks love – uh, tra, uh, trends and yeah. records and it stuff like that happened last
2: night, the Angels won, finally Yeah
0: because Nickelback. Yeah. And then Jeff Passan I. put that video on the internet. Mm-hmm. Where he was doing uh, The Frog, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, f- uh, f- Elmo. Elmo. Uh, it wasn't Kermit. <laughs> it was Elmo. His yeah. Elmo impression is great. It is. Yeah. And then he sang a Nickelback song that he remixed for the Angels to win a game and get some good hits. And I'll tell you what. Nickelback should be pumped about what they did to the Los Angeles Angels. Now, I did see a tweet from Nickelback that did get deleted, I believe. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> where they were not exactly sure that this was ball and bat. They thought it was stick and puck. Because mm-hmm. they're a Canadian band that made makes bangers but good for the fucking angels and the trend ending and that's probably good news for the book Uh um, yeah yeah because people are probably betting against the angels uh, oh yeah oh here right. we go boom 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 and then bang that hits
2: yeah maybe last night though because Shohei was uh show on the bump was yeah. on the bump They're he, had, he, he had a great outing pitching and then he hit a home run so as he well. is pitching as well
0: yeah. oh yeah this season yeah. Mm-hmm. how's he doing Good. Not, eh, same,
4: as average. same as last year. Yeah, he'll get bombed every once in a while, but he throws very hard, and his breaking stuff is very
0: good. And they're allowing him, once he gets pulled from pitching, to hit Correct. later in the game, right? Mm-hmm. As a DH, or is he hitting for the other pitcher? He's hitting as DH. So, so after the other pitcher gets- has to hit too? No, there's no, no, uh, no like, there's no more pitchers That's hitting. what DH is, mm-hmm. right? right? DH was initially an in all-time usually for the pitcher, right? Yeah,
4: in the American League, right. But now they've gotten rid of pitchers hitting completely, so there's a DH just oh, everywhere. Please. So he can get pulled as the pitcher, and then whoever's DH and either goes into the field or something, and he goes and DHs. DH
0: gets paid more longer? Mm,
4: nah, not necessarily. How come you kept saying
0: he needs to stop pitching then?
4: Just because, I mean – with how much – like, if he is going to play every day and that they were also putting him in the outfield some days when he wasn't pitching, like, you're just wearing him down. Like, you just can't do that for a whole he's season. to sustain Yeah, exactly. But maybe he's not.
1: Yeah. Boy, Damn, he oh is, though,
4: because when he was doing that kind of stuff, then he's not quite as good pitching and he's not quite as good hitting. So, it's kind of like you're just kind of, like, zapping what he does very well. This
0: is what they um, said to me whenever I thought I could kick and punt any NFL. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're probably really good at both of them, but in the NFL, there's thirty-two great people at each one. Mm-hmm. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa! I see people miss kicks all the time. Mm-hmm. I see shank ones all the time. Like, yeah, but if you're doing both of them, there's only gonna be what one shank before they're like, all right, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> go and focus on the other one. And also, your leg wouldn't be able to handle it. My leg couldn't. As I got I think the first couple of years okay. when I was in the NFL, my leg could have handled it uh, all the work, but we had Adam Vinatieri kicking, so. I mean, there ain't no reason that ever is going to happen. But at that point, I wasn't good enough at kicking. But when I got to the point where I think I was an NFL kicker and an NFL punter, it was probably only about a year and a half worth of time. And we, Adam Vinatieri, didn't miss that entire year and wouldn't have missed. And he would go on to play another five years. But I was just kicking in practice and working on the craft. I got to the point where I was like, okay. So I could have done both of these if I wanted to, it felt like, which was good enough for me. And then my knees were like, hey, we are no longer doing (laughs) both of these every day in practice. And it was like, well, everything everybody said earlier was right. This is what Debo's saying. Debo Samuel's saying this, like, hey, I am looking out for the back end of my career here on this running back hits thing, which I I respect immensely him doing that, the forethought on that. I still contest that, and people have come after me and said that I – Blindly say this or whatever, but if the Niners were to come to him and pay him a top end wide receiver money, which is what twenty some million a year, 20 mm-hmm. 24 million a year, and then sprinkle like three million more on top of that for the running back duties, twenty seven million a year, I think you would see Debo playing running back and wide receiver and being a full gadget guy mm-hmm. for them if they paid accordingly. I would assume the conversations had gone that they weren't going to pay him as both, never paid him as both, and then it, there was even more of an eye opening experience of, well, I'm not going to take the beating. Mm-hmm. of this position, if you're not going to pay me for that position, this position makes a lot more money, and that's just smart business by Debo, and I hope they work that out, by the way. John Lynch they're going to work
1: it out. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get paid, and they should have, like, gettable incentives, so even if it is 23-24, it can go up to 28-29, but this is kind of like with the kicking with, like, Matt Ariza, like, isn't him going to Buffalo, where they already have Bass, like, perfect, because it's like, hey, we already got a guy who's unbelievable at kicking field goals. No, nah, like, he
0: was just going to be a punter anyways. Yeah. I yeah, I believe so. I don't know if he was NFL uh, field goal kicker. So yeah, no no offense to Ryza. There's a lot of people. That I yeah, wasn't. Whenever no. I came out of college, I wasn't. Maybe he's athletic enough, I think, to work on it and figure it out. And maybe, by the way, Bass could get hurt. Yeah. I mean, you, mean. you have a guy that can do both. It is definitely an added value, though. Yeah. But I would assume they are going to have him bombing balls. i seen a, I seen a punt from uh, minicamper OTAs that yeah. he hit that was a fucking bomb. Yeah. I mean, it turned over nice and slow, too. Those are the ones that give you the most hang time when they turn over slow. You hit... Spiral too tight. That same bitch goes up and down too quick. You get a little loose, or want to turn sideways. Oh, mm-hmm. and you got the returner's head like this. That's that's all you're looking for. There's some returners, and um, I don't think any of the ones that are worth a fuck. But there's some returners that you actually can watch film on. As soon as their head goes like this, they are going to wear, wave a fair catch. So you're trying to hit the ball high. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you're trying to get as high and as far as possible, knowing that a fair catch is coming so you can gain as much yards. But you can game some returners. And I think that is where... You know, hopefully, is athletic enough, and hope, he's. I think he's competitive enough to watch film, get in there. I think he's going to be a guy. Buffalo is fucking terrible to punt. The, it, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. That is he's fucking it. terrible place. Changing he's athletic. Him? He's strong. He's athletic. He'll be able to figure. It
4: also, out. do you think for a guy like him, it's um, like when he does have to punt, it's kind of like the situation where it's always been with the Packers. It's like, hey, you're not going to have to punt a lot, but when you do, it like, matters. we need a fucking good one. Like, and I feel like that's what it's going to be like in Buffalo. Hey, the
0: weather's going to stink. Yeah. And we are going to need you. And by mm-hmm. the way, if you don't hit a good one, everybody's going to say, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, it's the position. It calls for it. But if you hit a good one, you pin them. you hope that a athletic, incredibly confident and intelligent corner just picks off the fucking quarterback and takes that thing pick six because then your value goes up, field position goes up. There was a guy that I was very lucky and thankful. That was on the defense, who's the host of the Man to Man podcast and currently on in the middle of up to something season, Whoa. Whoa. little luggage, Is this motherfucker going on the road, we don't know, ladies huh. and gentlemen, nine-year NFL vet, host of the Man to Man pod, Darius Butler.
1: Yeah. Hey,
0: fellas. What's up, man? You going on the road? You touring? Is that what the luggage meant? Like, hey, I'm man, taking hey. this show on the road.
7: Up to something season. Hey, can you hear me good? I got a new uh, new little audio set up. You good over there? Yeah. Can you hear us? You sound really good. Oh, yeah. We good. Loud and clear. Oh, you're all, like, that pun, all that punt talk, man. I never let you forget about this. Pre-game, St. Louis Rams, I forget the year, but they whooped our ass at home. You broke my finger pre-game with a punt. Appreciate that. <laughs>
0: hey, no problem. By the way, I don't think I knew that. I was hitting the ball big that day. Uh, Tavon
7: Austin took a 98-yard touchdown on me that day. Ooh. Yeah, he 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 took one on us too. A couple of me. That was his <laughs> greatest game probably easily <laughs> in in the NFL. Just that was a bad one.
0: I gave away a car at halftime. I don't know if you remember that. I gave away a car to a veteran family. Uh, the vet was coming home early from deployment, and the family didn't know. Drove out. It toy- had to be a Toyota truck. That I, nice. I bought, had to be a Toyota truck that I bought. And uh, <laughs> we were already down 30, I think, at halftime. I think at halftime, <laughs> oh, we were no. already, I think we were already down 30. It sounded a lot better, like, leading into the week. Family was there. Blue drove the Toyota out, I okay. think, opened the door. Uh, dad popped up. There was a full moment there. People were like, oh, that was awesome. Nice. And then they drove. See,
7: you, you, you know, you made the good day good for somebody, but it was, I was probably in there getting extra shots of tour So I missed it, but shout out to the vets. <laughs> By the way,
0: that's the position punter and kicker. You can do. I gave away a truck at halftime. <laughs> yeah. You know, these guys were down 38. These guys are trying to figure it out. Um, <laughs> Uh, D Bud, how you doing, man? What are you uh, What are you up to? What are you cooking? Is this for the football season? Is this for the pod? And you are very proud of this new audio setup. It sounds like you mentioned it immediately upon getting on air
7: here. You know, I, I'm I'm just a pro. You know, want to make sure we're good, loud and clear. Everything's uh, ten out of ten. But uh, yeah, up to some things. You know, putting together some things for this uh, NFL season. I'm excited, just like everyone else is about this upcoming season but uh something I can talk about I will be uh co-hosting Good Morning Football Monday and Tuesday next week. Hey, let's go. go! Oh! you get up a little early and uh, I know you're an early riser anyway but uh no, no, check check us out.
0: Well, I mean I I will definitely Yeah, they rerun it immediately after oh, yeah. they do. Yeah. They rerun it immediately afterwards. So I'm not going to catch it live. I don't th- No, nah, I will.
7: I will. That's a great way to start the way. Is it Monday Tuesday you said? Monday, Tuesday, yep, 13th and the 14th. Let's go. That's great to start the week. Yeah. Hell yeah. let do it. Are, are you the wear? new K? Oh, yeah. What's that? Are you the new K? Oh, nah, nah. you no, know, no. I'm D-butt, man. That's all I can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody can replace K. Uh, Nate, obviously, the, the people that's been uh, you know, rotating in, I'm sure they'll get some, some new people to be a great crew. But uh, those are obviously legends. But, you know, anywhere I show up, I'm going to show up myself, man. Are you doing it from there or in studio? I'll be uh, from here, from here for now, and then maybe uh Oh, that's why, hold, maybe. that's why yeah. you got the new audio.
0: That's oh. why you got the new audio, yeah? Yeah. And the IFB there, whatever the fuck yeah. this
2: thing is called? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 Well, yeah, told us they're not in studio until September.
0: Oh, yeah, they're not. Are you going to talk about that on the air? Are you going to say, hey, it feels like we're probably taking a little bit too much time from our rooms here. Maybe get back <laughs> into the studio? Or Are you going to say that, or are you just going to go? I'll bring
7: it up. Oh. You know, hey, you got to bring it up. Let's
0: talk about it. What are you going to wear, D-bud? Do you Have you figured that mm. out? Are you going to go full? Hey, because they're all wearing like hoodies and stuff. Yeah. And it feels like hip. Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, I'm pretty with? relaxed.
7: You know, so like I said, I'm going to show up myself. I'm going to be home. So, uh, you know, I'll be relaxed soon. It's three hours, uh, just like you guys, so it's a grind. But uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but yeah. d you remember when he
0: walked in here in that fucking suit? Oh. So clean. Oh, Fresh. yeah. Fresh. So clean. Hey, that was draft fucking. spectacular. Yeah, it was. Hey, draft spectacular was a hell of a night. How, um, yeah, it was. All right, let's dive into some NFL stuff. Uh, Tyreek Hill said on his it Needed to Be Said podcast, he said, I just want people to understand that I went for 150 with Matt Moore. I love Matt Moore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love, I love Matt Moore. I want Matt Moore to know this. I love Matt Moore. He said. Tua is 10 Matt Moore's. That is great news for all Dolphins fans out there. And I think that type of thing being said after OTAs and getting to experience Tua has to be massive for Tua as well. Like, hey, it seems like somebody finally has confidence in me and is talking good about me. Matt Moore had to take quite a fucking shot to get there. No offense, Matt Moore. But I think this is good news about Tua because we've not heard any of this, that type of conversation about him since he got to the league,
7: basically. Yeah, they've been, they've been crushing the kid, and he's, he's had a bad deal. Obviously, terrible protection, uh, not great play calling, haven't been great, I guess, uh, talent around him. But uh, you, you brought everybody in. There's no more excuses now. You brought Tyreek Hill in. Obviously, you brought in Waddle, Cedric Wilson. You got Speed in the backfield. Gasecki's still there. And we got this, uh, you know, offensive mastermind, you know, calling the shots now. We'll actually see. He'll be calling games. He'll be the head coach. So I'm excited about that, obviously, as a Dolphin fan. And uh, Tor, even Tor talking a little shit. Um, you know, you know, I like to see that, you know, from the quarterback, you know, just just because you, you got to put it all out there. You got to drop your nuts this year and just be that guy. Uh, it's the league that we're in. We're not patient anymore. You got to get out there and make plays. And I think you will. I think
0: that offense is going to be electrifying D. Yeah, I but mean, you've been speedy. like a fake Dolphins fan for a while. Yeah, a I bit. think next year it's going to be a lot of fun to be the fake Dolphins fan. I, I honestly believe that Waddle just came into my being here uh, last season. That dance he did, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I love this guy. Now, obviously, he was a weapon at Alabama and everything, yeah. but Miami wasn't getting all the primetime games, and Waddle wasn't getting the rock all the time whenever they were in the primetime games. It was uh, Parker, no. Uh,
1: Devontae Smith. Smith. Oh, no. Uh, for uh, Miami?
0: Yeah, who ended up going to New England? Uh, yeah, Parker. Devontae Parker. Yeah. Devontae Parker was getting the ball and getting the yeah. shine or whatever, and then was like, Waddle, this guy, he's a guy, huh? Waddle's a fucking guy. Everybody's talking about Tyree Kill.
7: Waddle's a dude too, I think, right, d well, he, he, he is electric. He's. Fast as hell. He's a smaller guy, but he's built. Um, he can be a returner. You can get the ball in his hands, speed, sweeps. Um, he can run the routes down the field. Um, so it, it, that combination of him and Tyreek with that type of speed, and Cedric Wilson, you know, he was kind of like a third, fourth, even fifth option sometimes with Dallas. So I think he'll be a weapon as well. Gaseki's an athletic, one of those big tight ends, looks like a basketball player out there. So, I mean, Tua, like I said, he'll have all the weapons at his disposal. There'll be no excuses for him. And he's talented. He went top, you know, top five for a reason. Um, obviously, he took, they threw him in the starting lineup at Bama for a reason. So um, I'm excited about him this year. I'm excited about his growth. And uh, Tyreek Hill is doing what he's supposed to do for his guy, his new quarterback. You see, Devontae Adams doing the same thing out there in Vegas. Um, you know, telling us, "Hey, Derek Carr is just as talented as Aaron Rodgers." I mean, what we all got cases. No, wait, 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 wait! wait. wait. Your audio. Off. I don't know if your audio is as good as we said it was. <laughs> he, it the early? Did you say what he did? He say what you just said right there. Oh, yeah. He said talent wise, Derek Carr is pretty much on par uh, with Aaron Rodgers.
4: I mean, what's he supposed to say? <laughs> no, yeah, no
7: exactly. Exactly. Oh, no, exactly.
4: No, yeah, I read that. and I was like, oh, well, what's he supposed <laughs> to say? Obviously, he, no, he doesn't think he fucking keep- Derek Carr's. He said he was Rogers. keeping it real. He, he said, only, said he was keeping it real. I he bet he was. He said he keeping a
0: band, he said. One hundred. <laughs> this is not fucking real. Fucking Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, same guy. Why That's would, what he said? Why I didn't would, hear this. How did I not hear why this? Why would he lie? Let's go, Derek Carr. Congrats, <laughs> dude. When did this happen? Huh? was real. Two minutes ago? Well, which press conference... Did this come from? And which player were they speaking of? They were speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the back to back MVP. Which time <laughs> did Devontae speak and we did not hear this? This is something that I am absolutely baffled. I'm bewitched by this. I am befuddled by. As far as talent and ability, it's really similar if I'm keeping it real. <laughs> Holy shit. Come
1: on. Holy I get it.
0: Fuck. You got cable, bro. Oh, and, and,
7: and, and you know, let's not. That's Derek awesome. Car is obviously talented. Like Ty said, what's he supposed to say? This is new quarterback. You know, Ty Hill. He left Patrick Mahomes. Went to Tua. Devontae left. Uh, A Rod went to Car. You got to pump your guy up. You got to show the media and everyone else you got confidence And Derek Carr, he did have a couple years, you know, or yeah. a year at least when he was in that MVP race. Yeah, he before, ain't fucking Rodgers, but yeah. Cole snapped his ankle. Well, hey, yeah, uh, we he were there for super that. super talented, and he has all the weapons around him this year to, t- to succeed. Adams, Renfro, they just paid. They got to pay Waller. Um, so, yeah. Josh you know. Jacobs. Josh McDaniels. Hey, they've spent $400
0: yeah, or $500 million on five players this offseason. Renfro just got two years, $10.5 million per in guaranteed. That sounds like a terrible deal for Renfro, but I like the fact that he got some more money, $32 million, million in guarantees. Chandler Jones, uh, $51, million, $98 million for uh, Crosby, one hundred and forty for Devontae. Derek Carr, a million. And obviously all this money that's guaranteed has to go into escrow from the ownership. I had no idea Mark Davis had it like this. Did you know this? I did
7: not know this. I did not know this. I've been trying to... I've been taking notes. You know, you've had Brandt on here. You have Rap Sheet trying to explain the salary cap. Well, I, I get sheet. more confused yeah, every guy. time I hear God guy talk about it. So I'm just going to just gonna give it up. I I'm think, Andrew... Gonna, it's it, fake, you know? It is it's fake, fake it
0: is. which is what Andrew Brandt basically says. It's not fake, but there's a loophole. So it's real for the cheap owners. It's not real for the rich owners. So then in, in the entirety, then it's bullshit. Because if one's wrong, they're all wrong. If they're all wrong, they're all right. So, <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, that is... Yeah. There's you you knew you were stirring shit though. I think if we look back, Darius talking about Derek Carr saying Aaron Rodgers just <laughs> as Derek Carr, his pause and face look at the camera um, was a just a toss of a grenade into the room mm-hmm. just to see our reaction. I respect that out of you because I, Tom, I, I
7: thought you guys heard this. And be honest, I did hear this, it. This might yeah, this might have came out yesterday, maybe last night. Really? He talked about you know he confirmed that Green Bay offered more money. Um, you know, he talked about even potentially, you know, taking a practice golf round with a Rod. I, before, that. I know, heard that. I heard that. The match, but he had practice. You know, he, he kind of, he was, he was keeping it real. I heard that he talked about Aaron
0: probably retiring after a year or two. He didn't want to sacrifice that because he wants to be a Hall of Famer and blah, not Hall of Famer, but I want to be remembered in this league and history and everything. I did not hear him no. say DC and AR twelve. <laughs> Basically, same dudes. Fucking let's go, Derek. Congrats. Good for Derek. That has to be one of the best compliments of all time. Like Tyreek Hill saying uh, Matt Moore is uh, one-tenth of Tua. That's a massive compliment yeah. Whoa, Tua.
3: whoa, whoa. Before we get too excited, let's remember AB was talking up Derek Carr, too. Remember, they were buddies. They were boys. AB went to his house. Then they played catch once or twice, and then AB started putting balls and said, <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. That
2: was his helmet. No, I think And he it- accidentally stepped on a bunch of ice with his foot.
0: No, it wasn't ice, it was the other way. Actually, I think it was burns. It was, Cryogenic. Yeah, it was, it was heat. Ice burns. Maybe, yeah. I guess it was too cold or whatever. But I think what Nick was saying is it wasn't until he played played catch with Derek Carr where he was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> so his helmet his helmet was bad uh-huh. and then mm-hmm. his he tried to burn both of his feet off and yep. then he was celebrating in the backyard, get me out of here. Yeah. Now there's other situations that happened with Antonio Brown to lead you to maybe believe mm-hmm. That isn't 100% how it went. But that was our understanding at the time, I believe, is what you were trying to say. Yes.
2: I I was saying that you can't put Devontae and A.B. what they say. You can't hold them to the same standard.
7: All right. Fair. Hey,
0: hey, A.B.'s been concerts. Hey, concerts Um, have been taking place. Have you been to any of these yet? Have you been to a concert
7: Uh, yet? And have you talked to A.B.? I haven't made it uh, to a concert, haven't had a conversation with A.B., but he looks, he looks happy. He, he looks like he's uh, you know—he's doing his thing. I, I saw him do an interview, they asked him what he played. Uh, next year, he said no. He looks like he's enjoying the music. Saw him in Dubai with Floyd. He walked out with Floyd Mayweather. Saw him in Pittsburgh, I think, a couple days ago, oh, performing. So, you know, if, as long as he's happy, you know, staying out of trouble, um, hey, live your life, be happy, man.
0: Hell yeah, good luck out there, A.B. we it. A.B. B that's what the A-B. whole crowd was chanting. Yeah. whole this, crowd
1: was chanting AB. Same number of people in this room in the crowd as well. <laughs> so oh, pretty God. pretty oh, cool dude. similarities. Happy. No, I'm just I'm just saying. There's no need for that. Actually. Sure. He did a stage dive, and actually, as soon shame. as he got into the crowd, everyone was like, get him back on stage. There are not enough people out here all to right, carry this you. guy. I'm you just saying, that's Boston what they did. That's all all what about they did. I, I didn't do it. I'm just telling you what the people shamer. in the video you were are, saying. On,
0: don't you play hey, yourself. Thinking I'm going to play next year. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty. Your question for Darius
4: D. But uh, when you have a uh, like when you're at camp and a team has a bunch of uh, rookie wide receivers, like how quickly can you tell whether or not one of those guys is going to be good or make an impact? or like, do they actually come uh, come along quite a bit like throughout camp and stuff like that? Like the Packers have like four rookie wide receivers. Should we believe anything about what we see from these guys? Like, how quickly would you know if a guy was worth
7: a shit or not? I mean, you know, the guys that are different, I'm sure, you know, like Jamar Chase or Jefferson and something. you can probably tell instantly. But some guys, honestly, they look like completely different guys from the beginning of camp to, you know, kicking off the first uh, game. You know, some guys will be practice all stars. And then when those real lights come on, they kind of get small and and vice versa. So you never really know until you get to the real season. So you take all those things kind of with a grain of salt. But you can tell um, you can see how guys compete. You know, how quickly they adjust and you're doing one-on-ones with them. You know, can you get them the same way, you know, day after day after day or do they adjust and switch up things and learn? Because that's what it's all about uh, in the league is learning, getting better, you know, every day. Nobody's a finished product. You know, the best guys in, in the world, they still come to work and try to get better at something every day. So the young guys, things are going so fast. You're trying to get the huddle called, the, the alerts, the audibles, seeing the defense. You know, it's just so many things on their plate that they're not playing as fast as they will be, uh, you know, once that real season, once that real game comes and they're really prepared. So, you know, you you see the talent. Obviously, that stands out from day one. But then it's all about the mental game, how quickly they can adjust. Um, Are they showing up? Are they they ready? Are they fresh? Are they alive? You know, first play uh, of practice. Some guy you can tell, like, ah, this guy's – He's probably been up all night, he's probably been doing this, he wasn't in the training room. You know, it's things like that, but uh, it's, it's a lot that goes on in those camps.
0: Hey, when you line up for your first one-on-one as an NFL guy against across from a Ooh. dude, is that... There's obvious nobody's going to say this because you have to be the most confident humans of all time, at all time. But that's a real gut check time for a lot of DBs to find out whether or not they're going to make it, right? Like, this, I'm going to find out right now, internally, (laughs) whether or not I'm going to fucking be in the NFL. I feel like that is something that happens in these one-on-ones at these mandatory minicamps. Some people in their mind are like, okay, I can make it in this league, or,
7: oh, this is gonna to be tough if this is how yeah, this is it, gonna go. It, it's different, and like I know when we came out, at least you know you had the rookie mini camps first, so you know you're going up against you know the same guys who everybody's experience, experiencing it uh, at the same time. I had Brandon Tate, I had Julian Edelman, so I'm going against these guys. You have that same level of confidence um, that you had in college, but then you know every play you make or don't make, it's, you know coaches chirping, hey. You know, that shit's going to be different when Brady gets here. Hey, Moss, he's going to throw his hand up with that. Wes is going to – and then, you know, hey, all right. And then when when those guys really show up, you really see the difference. It's just a different level. But you're always ready. But when you first line up that first time, you line up across, you know, 81, it's Randy Moss, you know, really like in front of you. And it's 12 <sighs> doing the cadence. Uh, Brady back there doing the cadence. It's like, kinda like It's a video shit. game. Like, yeah, 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 let's go. Let's go. But you, you've been thinking about it. You've been dreaming about it your whole life. So – You gotta barbecue a mildew, (laughs) man. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah,
1: D-Butts, I've actually just been waiting to ask you this for quite some time. When the Nets played the Celtics and they went up 2-0, you had the Nets winning in 7. And then when the Celtics played the Bucs, you had the Bucs in 7 or 6. And I can respect you being a Heat fan, but you also had the Heat beating the Celtics in 7. And now that the Celtics are up 2-1, you still have the Warriors beating the Celtics in 7 games. So my question for you is, what's your deal? Why do you hate Boston? What did they say to you? It Was the crowd too mean to you at some point? Why don't you want the Celtics to succeed?
7: first of all I, I love boston sure you know i, I you Sounds know like love it. love the time there uh love their hospitality i actually got the experience kobe in, in the, coming in the garden and watching them play one uh you know watching them play that series in 2010 but uh you know i'm a heat fan i'm a lifetime heat fan so that's that's one of our rivals obviously and you don't you don't want to see your rivals win and uh but i gotta appreciate the city i appreciate their fan base i appreciate them you know showing how soft the golden state warriors <laughs> fan base is oh, right uh, yeah. now but I am a Warriors fan. I am cool. a Steph Curry fan as well. So that that's why it's nothing against Boston Celtics. It's Steph Curry. My my Curry fandom. I want to see him win. I want to see him get a Finals MVP. But I will be happy for the Celtics if they win as well. Oh yeah, no see, beef, no. So hate. you got Golden State in seven. Golden State seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
7: I had a mistake. He just
0: want us to win. I love it. How's against the world. I absolutely. Well, I'm like that against the Rangers, and they've been kind of doing their thing. <laughs> it has come out that a uh, never would have guessed Anastasia. Uh, was the man that had the left looping <laughs> hook not Chris an, Itali- oh, an Italian from New York never would have guessed what by the way Anastasia uh, we had an Anastasia in Plum cousin-in-law I believe if you do some research on the Anastasio family you're gonna find some awesome legendary shit in the past <laughs> and uh, just not. I think I've done that before with our Anastasia from the thing Oh, Jimmy Baggett-Denis Anastasio. They, <laughs> they, the Anastasio family is not, uh, you know, like strangers to body bags, I believe. Sure. Really? Back in the day. Not sure. not currently, obviously, but Maybe. back in the day. Up the no family goodness. tree a little bit, I think there is some. Um, a couple of Many <laughs> Many folks have yeah.
3: pointed out and would like to be known that uh, Mr. Anastasio is of Staten Island. Not, yeah. And uh, they, I believe, they associate
1: that as a uh, its own part of New York, essentially.
0: That's where Pete Davidson's from, right? That's right. right. It's like yeah. Long
1: Island, Staten Island, New York. Far
0: Staten early. Island's where all they say all the trash is. Sure. Yeah, yeah they do. They yeah. say that's where the trash island is. Anyways, did you see that left? And this goes back to what we've been saying, D. But hey. Well, some people just ain't about the shits, you know. Some people will
7: punch you right in the mouth, and yeah, if you're, you know, yeah, that was a hell of a shot. But I, I can't respect the cheap, cheap shot. shot, yeah, yeah cheap it shot, was a sucker punch, you know, all the way. I can't respect, uh, you know, that part of it was a hell of a shot. The dude was laid out. I think I heard that he did, you know, come to about five minutes later. It, that baby. Was, right, nice shot. That was tough, man. That <laughs> you, was rough. You
0: said you respected the Boston fans, and I do too. And I think like. Um, you know you know exactly what you're getting when you go there. Yeah. That's why it was so, I think, I don't want to say alarming, but it was hard not to say, oh, these Golden State dudes are the softest dudes of all time. Like, you don't know that that's coming when you go into Boston. Boston fans are like that in every sport yeah. up there. That's how it is. And I think a lot of athletes, and you are a much better athlete than I, but I grew up in the athletic world. I like that shit. Like, I like Love shit. It. I'm from Pittsburgh. Like, there's a lot of shit talk there. Some places are vastly different, though. I don't think they'll ever understand what it's like in Boston or having that type of attachment to sports. <laughs> and I think that's a shame. Honestly, I think that's a shame for the for the sports fan community that doesn't grow, grow up around it.
7: Yeah, I mean, I love it. I appreciate that shit. That's what, that's what fans are supposed to do. Obviously, there's a line that, you know, you don't yes. cross, yes. you know, throwing shit at people or throwing shit on the court, but, you know, yelling and, and cursing or chanting, like, that that's all part of it. When you walk into a, a hostile environment, whether you're going to play, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Ravens or Seahawks or, or one of those, like, that's, you, you, you get up a little more uh, for that. It's kind of weird when you have, like, nice, I've been around some nice fans, too. I would say Packers. the Packers. Very nice uh, fan base. Oh, nice. It's weird nice. because, you know, they Good have Monday. that championship pedigree. They they go a little differently about it. So, everybody's different. With Boston, it's, pat, it's a passionate fan base. The Bruins win. Oh, yeah. it's the Red Sox win. The Celtics win. So, that, you know, it, you got to get that, man. I had to take off my dub shirt. I mean, what? what the fuck did you expect no shit
0: walking around the city they uh, walking around the city people were telling me to go fuck myself it's like (laughs) dude there's an 18th banner on the line
1: on game day walking around with that's how
0: they like that's how they not hey by the way Maybe the way they word things should be differently in your eyes. Sure, but that's just the culture. Like, yeah. I'm sorry about it. I yeah. feel like it's how Boston I, people are feeling. Yeah, that it. was
1: Wednesday. and today's Friday, so <laughs> okay. I mean, they don't have much to do tomorrow. It's gonna be much worse. Go ahead, Tone go.
0: D-Bot, When you're getting plowed in an
2: airport, uh, what is your drink of choice?
7: You know, I'm usually not an airport drinker because I usually show up. Twitter says um, differently. You know, on my you know on my vitamins. But you know this. You know he had a five-hour lay. Had five-hour delay. So um, drink of choice yesterday was a. I almost went to Long Island, but I figured I would be there too long. Yeah. So I went with the old fashioned. Okay. Go to old fashioned. Five hours had a nice, and Had a nice bar. So they had Woodford, So that was a the go-to there.
0: You a booze bag? Or are you getting into sophisticated drinking
7: now? What are you doing? Nah, no booze. Nah, not a booze bag. I'm, you know, as the older I get, you know, the drinking doesn't really. You know, don't really sit well with me. You know, I'd rather do the other things. I'm fine. I can operate that drinking stuff, man. The next day, if I can do something the next day, I still feel it. You know, kind of like when I left your party <laughs> in Indy. Like, I had a, a good probably 52 hours where I wasn't quite right. <laughs> and you know, I'm good on that. I'm 36 now, man.
0: Did you put the shock clock on it? Like, all right, what is the time <laughs> yeah. I am feeling better? When did this whole thing start? Yeah, you're right. I feel the same way. There's some people, though, that are just... Their livers are absolute champions. There's people that go <laughs> way into their 50s, 60s just every night having a drink. I mean, Foxy's dad drinks every single day. Yeah. Ty Schmidt has at least one whiskey every single day, I believe, right? Uh, hey, as often as I can.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. And yeah. he's
0: he's here the next morning ready to go, and I can't do that. Like, my body at this stage cannot do that. I think we're soft.
1: Uh, I got these patches now, too, though, that you can throw Those these like vitamin they, they, patch. They, they're two for two for me. You wear these patches. How about your
0: generation getting a chance to do this? Virtual reality and having hangover patches. Our, mother-fucking, yeah. the, yeah, our generation about? has been looking that. for that. Yeah, yeah me too, D-boy. I got a patch
2: where you just start drinking again, dude, okay? Hair the See, dog. there's another guy.
0: <laughs> he will have a whiskey on a regular basis as well. He's a day drinker, this guy, oh, D. But yeah. loves drinking <sighs> while Ooh. the sun's Powered out. Powered by the sun. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Yeah. Can't do it. Pass me a pre-roll. I'm good. Me too.
0: What? they're the best, aren't they? I mean, it's the absolute best. It's great generation now. Too. Yeah. Yeah. When's that going to open up to more states, you think? D.
7: Uh Shit, I feel like it's been opening up. You know, we got a medical uh, down here in Florida, Jersey, it's legal there. Nice. I think it will continue to open up. You know, as soon as the government figures out how to get every red cent that they can, uh, it'll be in more places, you know, but it's always you Know the, the, the politicians they got to do their thing, their, their song and dance, but they'll, they'll figure it out just like sports betting. You know, it'll continue to open up state by state. Yeah, you know, 10 years from now, uh, every they'll be out of 50 states, it should will really be sports betting everywhere. And oh. you know, they said 49 yeah,
0: 49 cents because Utah, I guess, has it in their constitution to not allow gambling. Or yeah, something. no
7: gambling, state constitution, yeah, wow, you have eight wives. That right you
0: man, the reason why they had eight wives because those. Seven wives, husbands died in oh. the in the pilgrimage from Kentucky to Utah or Tennessee to Utah or something like that. That's where it started. Is, it, is this a real history lesson right here? Uh, That's what I was told. I didn't know that? That's what I was told um, from a Mormon that I got to work out next to when you're, Mitt Romney was almost president. You remember that? I do. Okay so I didn't I didn't know anything about the religion and it was my first time having money and really caring about the government existence and everything like that so it was close and I wanted to know what this guy believed in like all right if this guy's going to be running this shit that's gonna be controlling my life. I like to know what this guy believes in. So I ran right next to Austin Colley for an entire cardio session out on the Colts facility, and he basically gave me the entire breakdown that they do at the uh, when they show up at your house and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I learned because uh, I had a lot of questions. I'm like, well, you guys just marrying everybody too. He's making to have 45 first ladies. Is it like first, second, third, fourth? How do you rank them? <laughs> He said, like, well, actually, the polygamy came into it whenever during the pilgrimage from Tennessee or Kentucky over to Utah because we were exiled from there because of our beliefs, and then men would die. Other men would pick up people's families or something like that. All right. Mm. Let's move on to the next okay. one. So what <laughs> yeah. happened to the, so that's their answer. I'm not, I wasn't going to give a full pushback on that, you yeah. know, D, but it's not my, in that cardio, I was getting a little tired too at that point. Sure. I don't even know if I need to for that, but that's their answer. Interesting shit, D, but the world, interesting place right now.
7: Very much so. I might go down a little rabbit hole and, you know, learn a little more about it. Have you seen the Book of Mormon? Yeah. I was just say. No, I have not. Oh. I've heard some oh. things. Yeah, take a peek. You know, it was something that didn't quite sit right with me as a black person, so kind of just (laughs) Uh, I won't get too much into details but it was something about getting to heaven you had to do some uh, yeah so uh, once uh, that I mean uh, you know to each his own
0: uh, (laughs) I believe that's a pretty good history lesson though Uh, I can understand where you're coming from though looking back on it I do believe it's pretty early in that whole thing too I mean it is yeah Mm -hmm. it's pretty early (laughs) Oh, that's awesome.
7: D. who's won the Super Bowl? Ooh, you know, I got I got my bet locked in on the Chargers. I got them at plus sixteen hundred, and I'm staying with it, man. They they made, you know, all the right moves this offseason, I feel bring in Mac, got JC Jackson in there. If Durham to stay healthy, Bosa. Uh and they got pieces all around. Obviously, you know, Justin Herbert, he's my favorite young quarterback in the league, still on the rookie deal. Uh Telesco did his thing this offseason. So uh obviously a tough, tough um, division with everything that everybody else did in that division, but I, I like the Charges, man. I like their chances.
0: All right, well, good luck to you. We hope it hits. Uh, can't thank you enough. Good luck with up to something season.
7: Yeah, appreciate you guys. Good luck on Monday, good morning. Monday
0: morning. Yes, good luck on good, good morning, football. Let's get those ratings up. Oh, yeah, ratings yeah. go up. That's and good the, for And the, the guy. man
7: pot right after actually. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: hey, you're and going. Then, right,
7: then you go into the Pat show. It's
0: perfect. Okay, will you come on our show on Monday? That right. Okay, so you, we'll see where you're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be five hours in. I'll, oh, yeah. be, I'll be excited. A
7: marathon. to marathon. I'll be good. All right, get you a pre-roll or two. Good like luck you're out there. Idiots, uh-huh. Oh no, you know, yeah, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> I'll be stuck. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I, I don't know how y'all the sage. I don't know how y'all operate. Like I can't do that. Mm-mm. I don't think there's a lot of people that
0: can, but I, I respect and appreciate the fact that you have tried to dabble with us, you know, in yeah. those
7: waters. I try. Hey, you gotta stay in lane. You know, run your race. I'm talking. And I'm
0: looking at Darius. <laughs> And I'm like, am I throwing this to Darius right now? <laughs> Darius is I'm on pr- another I'm, think,
7: I'm probably thinking about something you said 18 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a good-ass yeah. point. <laughs> let's, let's bring Darius back down. Yep. Come on get back down, back now. We need you. We appreciate the hell out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Brothers.
7: Yeah,
0: Uh, Before we get to Gabe Marenzi and the electricity goes to an all-time high and the boys tell the massive giveaway they're doing today, I can't wait to hear what that is. Uh, We have to talk about something we talked about earlier in the week. We mentioned that Black Adam was here. Yeah, Yeah. of course. We mentioned that Black Adam was flying right next to a couple of Top Gun pilots (laughs) and was punching fighter jets out of the sky. That's right. yeah. We mentioned that The Rock is actually built like the superhero he's portraying. There is no visual effects that are taking place to make him what he is. The Rock is a superhero. And the superhero that he chose to bless to become a bigger superhero than everybody else was Black Adam. Mm -hmm. Reviews are in for the trailer, boys. Ninety-eight percent positive global review for the Black Adam trailer. A new era in the DC universe is ushering in passion, disruption, and always giving the fans what they want. That's too low. Ninety-eight percent. I know, and this came from Dwayne Johnson, the future president of the United States, the uh, newest member of the DC universe, Black Adam himself. Uh, The Rock says ninety-eight percent. Positive global <sighs> review. Fucking love it. Did it's a little bit power, more research on this. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's about hunger. Staggering. Yeah, it is. It's we devour. Yeah in the power. <laughs> Put the work the hours. Wire, the yeah. Hours. yeah. The right. take
1: was ours.
0: Ours. Mm-hmm. Get a little Zoa, sugar free. Oh, put a little oosh juice down, it, then go into the Iron ooh, Paradise and fucking move more weight than anybody's ever seen. Thank you, Wow. And then I'm becoming an actual superhero, and then I'm going to finally make a movie about being a superhero, and it's going to have a 98% mm. positive global review. I didn't know what that was. I had no idea how that is. Uh, did a full artificial uh, intelligent bot, I guess, that reads all of the tweets from oh, around the globe. Wow. 98% positive. How could you not after watching that's that? Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's, that's a rock. Could've Hats off to
4: Dewey. I mean, it's got to feel kind of backbreaking that TC just a couple weeks ago had a 100% global. I
0: mean, not just for the trailer, for the movie in general. So hopefully, you know, this can live up to that. $600 million in the box office is what it has gone to. Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Uh We've uh, given a lot to that. (laughs) A lot. Right. More than most. What's yeah, right? coming for? Us. We've <laughs> actually given about the same amount as their theater gave, probably or their uh, film production okay. did, yeah. renting out theaters. But it was worth it. They're saying it's probably going to become a billion-dollar uh, film. Oh, yeah. Allegedly, Tom Cruise put up a lot of his own money in that. I think it was around two hundred million dollars. We end up doing the math, all in with uh, marketing mm-hmm. and everything, going to go on to make a billion, billion, eight hundred million. How much of that did Tom Cruise get back in return? At least five hundred or four hundred million, we would assume. Yeah. Congrats to TC oh. doing his thing.
2: And What's that TV? lawsuit? Uh,
0: yeah, that'll That's be a 5-10 million thing okay. out of nowhere. Okay. There is another lawsuit, though, that we have to talk about. Breaking news, Chargers owner Dean Spanos is being sued by his sister, Dia Spanos, Berberian, for alleged mis- misogynistic behavior and repeated breaches of fiduciary duty, per me, Adam Schefter, and Kimberly A. Lawsuit was filed today in California and calls for Dean Spanos to be removed as co-trustee. This has been lingering for a couple years now. Yes. This conversation about the family, the Spanos family, having a little bit of turmoil has been chatted about by us and i think a lot of courts over the last few years which led us to believe that the chargers are potentially going to go up for sale because i believe dia spanos barbarian was initially alleging that spanos the owner of the chargers did not have enough money had a bunch of debts liens was basically um reckless with the way he was running the Chargers family and they were calling for him to sell it and for the family to sell it. We don't know. At that time, it was kind of shrugged off as not real. Now another lawsuit is, uh, lawsuit is coming. It sure feels like Dia and Dean do not like each other. Not right? at all. Dia, right. is it? And when there is... Dia is... When there is billions of dollars on the line an LA franchise on the line. And with $4.65 billion cash being presented by Robson Walton to the Bolin trust, Dia seeing that the rest of the family, we don't know where the rest of the family, allegedly the rest of the family is on Dean's side. And she is the only one that Mm. is somehow maybe had a falling out with the family, which does happen by the way, that does happen with families. We've seen it on numerous occasions, especially when there's a lot of money involved. Now this is only going to grow larger and larger. It happens to be a Friday which is really fascinating. There's a follow-up tweet here. Dia Spanos Berberian claims in her lawsuit that her brothers Dean and Michael Spanos believe to their cores that regardless of what their parents intended in their will specified, men are in charge and women should shut up. Okay, so this is a part of the misogynistic thing, claims I believe that is mm-hmm. a part of. Uh, she probably feels as if she hasn't had enough say maybe in the team or in the Chargers or enough power in the Chargers. This will only continue to go. But with somebody already on the record... Via Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio, so I don't know where he got it from. But Josh Harris, owner of the Sixers, has yeah. said, I will pay $5 billion right now for a team, let alone in L.A. that'll get driven up even more. Yep. That's probably a part of all of this. Uh, when he got big money, he got big problems. And here we go with the Spanos family and the Chargers.
4: Yeah, because wasn't it initially she was the one who was saying all those things like, hey, we're broke. Like, you don't have the money to run this team. And he was kind of just holding on to it. So it would make sense if someone, a big, big bidder came in that, you know, she wants to sell the team. But I, I mean, is this going to ultimately go anywhere? I feel no. like we've.
0: We have no idea. Yeah. No. This will all get buried behind the scenes. We've seen succession. Uh-huh. This will all yeah, kind of yeah, get yeah, figured okay. out. But there is a little bit of turmoil amongst some billionaires. It does sound like, especially in the ownership family of the NFL. Joining us now is a man who should be a billionaire because of the yes. amount of work he's put in over the last couple of decades. That's right. right. This guy's been talking about sports gambling long before sports gambling became the cool thing to chat about. Long before it was legalized, this dude, enraging redhead named Com Cam Stewart. Tom Stewart. We're talking gambling in Canada on the radio long before anybody else. Now he has blessed us in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, from Sports Grid, Gabe Marenzi. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, let's do this thing, Pat. Great to see you guys. Let's rock. Hey, Gabe, I can't thank you enough for joining us. I'm going to have to get out of here soon, but the boys are excited to chat with you. I have to fly into a place that has storms, I guess, happening, so the plane got moved up. Never a good thing to hear before you hop on a plane, but... Nonetheless, I have a question for you, Gabe. Uh, Clay Thompson, over under 19 and a half tonight. After he calls out uh, the fans, he's going to have to answer, right? Because we kind of buried him. A lot of people have said this guy's soft. That feels like a good prop bet there, Gabe. Do you agree on that, or what are you taking for tonight's big game?
8: You know what? I like the the fact that Clay busted through the other night, uh, Pat, and I think he's going to continue. You know, shooters are streaky, man, and he was ice cold. Now I think he's heated up a little bit. I think it was ridiculous that you know he's worried about um, he's worried about a fuck you chant. I mean, some you know if you guys saw the video about someone calling, I love that girl, whoever she is out there in, in Oakland. If you're tuning into the show, hey LeBron, how does it feel to be a pussy ass bitch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes <Kate. laughs> might might have been Owen actually that called earlier. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm with you, Pat. I think that uh, I think that Clay stays on track right now. Look for Andrew Wiggins as well, man. Ooh. Wiggins has been very consistent. You know, no one really talks about him all that much. But I think he needs to be more aggressive offensively tonight as well. I like Wiggins to go over, and I like where you go with uh, Clay. One thing, though, you guys were talking about um, about Tom Cruise and, uh, and Top Gun and yep. Maverick and all this sure. and all <laughs> the money uh, that it's made. This is one of these deals, man. The first Top Gun movie came out when? 1986.
6: 1986.
8: Tell him, Gabe. Who won the championship in 1986, uh, Boston, Carter? Boston Celtics, baby. <laughs> uh, and I was going to say I wouldn't buy into that, but I do because I'm a psychopath. And number two, the way I think, if this second movie was a flop, I'd say, well, the Celtics are going to flop now. Uh-huh. But the movie's a fucking hit. Yeah. <laughs> so looks like uh, it looks like things are in store uh, for the Boston Celtics. Although we should know, listen, man, the Golden State Warriors are five and zero straight up, four and one against the spread. Coming off a loss, Boston played seven games against Milwaukee for a reason. What? They played seven games against Miami for a reason. What? They should have been able to finish them off. They didn't. They're like a fighter that has a hard time stringing together two consecutive rounds. Yeah. You know, now they're soaking up uh, the you know their greatness in the Boston area over the last forty eight hours. You're going to get a Warriors uh, Warriors team tonight that's going to come out firing. I like the Warriors in the first quarter. I like the Warriors in the first half, and I like the Warriors plus the points tonight. So this way, if the Warriors start off strong, boom, we win money with the first quarter. Maybe they're up at the half, and then Boston dials it up. And maybe we go 2-1, and one, but I am taking the Warriors plus the points tonight, guys.
1: Yeah, I like that game. I also think there's a live bet for the Celtics if you're going to take them just because you'll get better odds if they do go down early, like you're saying, with the first half. But uh, what is Draymond's deal? Is he good at basketball? Should I just bet his under when it comes to points, assists, rebounds? Like, f- for you, what does he really bring to
8: the table? Well, I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan. So oh, you know, no. He brings nothing game. but fucking anger and rage to me for the most part. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Listen, he's talked his way into that character. He's sort of to me like Beverly. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, like Beverly thinks he's the greatest player, and you know what I mean? Because if you sort of sort of like the UFC, if you talk your way into it, you know what I mean? Like you know, like like uh, like Kobe, you talk your way into these roles. And Draymond has established himself in that role. Listen, Jalen Brown just dismissed him the other night. If you saw, mm-hmm. he started to talk shit early in the game, and the Celtics just sort of ignored him. And that's kind of like what, like what I do with the Saudi golf tour. Speaking of which, where's Matt, uh, Where's uh, where's Hawk? Anyways, oh. I heard he's playing golf. Did the <laughs> Saudis get to him? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hawker may have been compromised. <laughs> 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 <Anyway.
0: laughs>
2: Gabe, um, speaking of the uh, you. So if you're taking Golden State, what, quarter one, potentially and for the game. Have you, I assume you've been paying attention to their third quarter dominance, too.
8: Yeah, that's just unbelievable, isn't it? How do how do we not just ride this? So, I guess, yeah, I guess I have to. We call it the trifecta. You know, I did it the other night with Boston, actually. I took Boston first quarter, Boston first half, and end the game. It's sort of the degenerate special. You know, we call it the d trifecta. <laughs> did it last night in the CFL game. Took the Alouettes plus the points. Took the over and teased it. <laughs> All right, so. Let's go uh, all right, we fucking killed it. We're ready for some CFL football. For the record, too, remember we told you guys the Buffalo Bandits. Yeah, yeah. Win the lacrosse. They're they're one win away right now. Let's go, okay. Knocking on the door, baby. Knocking on the door. But you know, I don't believe. Listen, we can get into trends and weather. You know what I mean? Oh, this team is twenty-two and twelve against the spread when they're wearing pink socks and the wind is blowing twelve miles an hour, and the national anthem takes over two minutes to play. There's a lot of stupid sports trends out there that you see now, yet the fact that these teams continuously keep responding off a loss is not one of them. I mean, look, guys, between the two of these teams, between the two of these teams, they are now uh, 12-0 and straight up and 11-1 and against the spread coming off a loss. Boston's won every time they've come off a loss in the playoffs, and they've covered the point spread every time. So now up to 7-0 and straight up, 7-0 and against the spread. They were 6-0 and going into the last game. And you look at Golden State – they're five and zero straight up and four and one, so we're talking about a you know an eleven and one ATS run right now. Um, one thing that this is another crazy thing though about the finals, guys. You know the last forty eight NBA finals games, only two times did the team lose and cover the point spread. So in other words, oh, if you like shit. the Warriors tonight, you have got to pull the trigger on the money line as well.
4: Gabe, you mentioned the uh, UFC with that card this weekend. Is that something? Do you like? Can you effectively handicap what's going to happen in these UFC events? Like, I feel like I bet every single one every time it comes along. But like, they're really—I mean, outside of betting for like one of the heavyweights to have a knockout, like—is there really any way you can effectively
8: handicap what's going to happen on Saturday? Yeah, you know what? This card I haven't broken down yet in, in its entirety. But you know, MMA is a sport that you can attack the key to MMA is don't don't be a hero and try to bet every fight like I used to be I used to have a pick for every fight side in total you know what I'm saying <laughs> and you know it starts to add up and especially some of the 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 earlier fights are a little bit more unpredictable but usually on an MMA card you know I'll, I'll post them on my Twitter at sportsredges usually on a UFC card I'll find two three four spots um that that we we can find uh, we can find a spot to win in. Um, right now, like I said, I'm fired up for the CFL. CFL is back right now. Cool. We got Hell it done yeah. uh, last night. There's a couple of spots on the board. USFL is really starting to get more predictable, and there's quite a lot of trends uh, developing. And, of course, uh, we've been killing this uh, the Stanley Cup finals as well. And I'll tell you, I think the Rangers right now, they're as down as Cody Rhodes' fucking (laughs) pectoral. Yeah, the Rags. Rangers are done, guys. Sorry.
1: Yeah. After that knockout, even though it was a Rangers to a Lightning fan, it does seem as though the Rags are dead and they kind of feel that. Are you pumped for Lightning uh, Avalanche, though? And also, are the Avs kind of the new era of Lightning? Like, is this kind of the last run for this veteran team? And then are the Avs maybe like a goalie away from being that next team that's going to go on a run damn near every year?
8: It does feel that way, doesn't it? We're just talking about the UFC, guys. You guys are big hockey guys. This, to me, would would be what yeah. probably the best, the best Stanley Cup final head to head since like I don't know, from, like Mary Lemieux and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Red Wings type stuff. Oh, yeah. Like when, like, think about like all the cups, like last year, Las Vegas and Montreal. You know what I mean? That's it wasn't match, like huh? wow, this is going to be like- that one <laughs> stunk, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Whoa, the Canadians whoa, whoa. got rolled. They were in over their heads. Right? Like, you know, the the lightning and the Dallas Stars in the bubble. Yeah, it was okay, you know what I mean? But it doesn't say like oh like you remember when we we're kids, man, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers in yeah. the Super Bowl type. This is this is this wow type gonna, factor. Yeah, but up. I'll tell you what, I think Colorado were overrated. And I think there's value, wow. guys, the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus one ninety five. They're the two time motherfucking defending <laughs> champions. Hell and yeah. people are talking, Oh, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado's gonna be too much. Have you watched have you watched the Tampa Bay Lightning play? Have you watched them get better as series as go on? Dogs. They have the best coach in the league. I've said this, guys. You look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are defending two time Stanley Cup champions. All right. What and you look at the NFL, nobody repeats. The NBA right now. You look at all the other I'm just saying, you know, a, a player in the NBA has a good fucking week and they want to put him in the Hall of Fame, right? If, huh? the, the, if the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. were in any other sport and they were the two-time champions, they'd be like one of the biggest stories in sports about how good they are. And then even in the NHL world, it pisses real hockey fans off that Florida is good. So no one really likes Tampa. And I got to tell you, I don't. But you know why I don't like Tampa? Because they're a bunch of dirty motherfuckers that <laughs> whatever it takes to win a hockey game. You know why they're so good? Because they're a bunch of dirty motherfuckers that'll do whatever it takes to win a hockey game. Tampa... And Colorado are both combinations of highly skilled teams that'll do whatever it takes, right? Like they mm-hmm. they can also and like we saw Tampa beat the shit out of the Rangers at the end of the game last oh, night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like bro, like don't try because we'll fuck you. We'll knock your teeth out and we'll bang your <laughs> girlfriend if you want to. <laughs> you want to right? That's what they do. Mm-hmm. The the Lightning. I think it's great value at plus one ninety five. Nothing against the Colorado Avalanche, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are on a mission to win for the third time. They have the best coach uh, Vasilevsky gets better as series go on. This is going to be a much tougher test. If you actually look at what Colorado's gone through to get here, it's, you know what I mean? They're going to be playing a real goalie for the first time. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get Mike Smith tonight in my beer league. So. Gabe, <laughs> you sum
3: that up beautifully like a true Canadian with all your points there. Uh Colorado, they have the speed and they have the skill to match up, but it's got to come down to the goaltending, right? Vasilevsky's the best in the world. He's out dueling Shesterkin right now. And then you look on the other side, you got Darcy Kemper potentially coming back. And if not, you got Pavel Fransos, who everyone's like... like who's that? Who, who? What? Who are you talking
8: about? I'd it- <laughs> actually start him. I know there's a debate. Bro, he's 6-0. and Nicky gets he's 6-0. and You're going to take a guy out that's on a 6-0 and run? I wouldn't. If I'm the Lightning, I would keep on riding Franzos. Frankie, and then, um, you know, if he slips up, boom, we bring Darcy Kemper back in. But I would ride the kid that got me here. I mean, he's 6-0. I'm not going to get in front of that. But I still think – I think there's value with the Lightning here, guys. Think thing with the Lightning, listen, the, the Avalanche are, are amazing, but they make more mistakes. Just a few. Just a few more mistakes. Tampa do not make mistakes, man. They don't beat themselves. All these teams that Colorado played beat themselves – It's going to be a hell of a series, but I think there's good value with the Lightning at plus 195, guys.
2: Gabe, before we get into your incredible CFL and USFL uh, handicapping, I do need to talk to you about a a serious matter, a matter that's been troubling us quite a bit. Mm. Your team, they refuse to lace up the boots when they first time they've been in the World Cup in forever.
8: What is going on in Canada, Gabe? Messed up. Yeah, that was quite the debacle last week, wasn't it, man? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But man, I, well, for the record, they did win 4-0 last night to make up for it. So they, they covered on the minus one and a half. Uh, Davies scores two goals. They beat Carousel. Davies. But I swear, man, there was a lot of ex- – first, they were supposed to play Iran. Number one, don't fucking book an exhibition against Iran because it's going to piss people off, and that's what happened. So the the players got upset about playing Iran. They didn't want to play Iran, so they canceled the Iran game. Then they fly into the Panamanians to play them. And then I see uh, – I, I saw a tone – couple hours before the match match canceled contractual issues and i thought Uh why would the panamanians fly all the way to vancouver just to bitch about their contract (laughs) 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 pandemonium i never thought that. you know i I was like i was like fucking panama why would they come here if they don't want to play i don't i don't understand this and i'm like it's canada what the but honestly it wasn't handled in the best way and, you know, and truth be told, guys, they don't really have all these sides don't have a lot of time together before yeah. the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, the World Cup is, in, is coming up in November. It's like, no, like, you don't. these guys are going back to their teams. It's not like they're training all summer together, these national sides. So you don't want to leave time on the pitch there. But it wasn't a greed issue, guys. It wasn't like it wasn't like Alfonso Davies is like, I need to get paid more to play in these games. Canadian soccer has always sucked over the years. They're (laughs) good now. They're bringing in a ton of money, and they just wanted to know, where's all this money going now that you actually sell jerseys? Where's all this money going now that we're actually have high Mm TV uh, ratings? And the the men actually demanded the women get equal pay. Oh, That was part of their demands as well. They Basically, long story short, they're trying to get a couple of executives fired, the players.
2: That makes sense. That actually makes sense. Point blank.
8: They think that there's a bunch of people riding fat on the hog. There's like 23 fucking executives in suits, guys, making like four or 500K a year. And the players are like, why? Who are these people? I never even know who the fuck this person is. (laughs) Right? So. The players just wanted more control. Because, like I said before, guys, it was you know some Italian kid from Montreal that uh, you know <laughs> used to sell weed in high school that was on the the Canadian team. Now, uh, you know, I mean, he was just happy to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, players and stuff. So they actually asked questions about where the money goes.
2: All right, Gabe. Before <laughs> we let you out of here, and we can't thank you enough for joining us. Can we please have your well handicapped picks for um, the? Really good football leagues, the CFL and the USFL.
0: Gabe, on top of that, oh. I want to know do, are people in Canada actually fired up for the CFL or is it just you? Like, is there a buzz in Canada oh, for the CFL the, to start? Oh, the Gray
8: Blacks? Oh, no. For, well, first off, I'm rocking the jersey here today. Oh, yeah. The Lions! What's it, what's it say on Swer- the back? What's oh, it say on the back? Swerving Mervin Fernandez. you remember <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Swerving Mervyn, baby. <laughs> Let's Let's go. Go. Wow. I got it custom-made, actually. I got this thing. It'll, it'll sell this at the pro shop, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, listen, the BC... Lot, yeah, Long story short, man, they've sold out BC Place. First time in nine years they've Let's had go. to open up the upper deck. Let's go. Um, they, no, there's a lot of excitement for the CFL. Uh, guys, every game for you betters out there, FanDuel's got numbers for every game. Every game is on ESPN+. Plus. And uh, there's, like, a weekly game on one of the ESPN networks as well. Mm. See, so every game on ESPN Plus, like the UFC. But uh, Saturday night, you guys, you got the BC Lions and the Edmonton Elks Take the BC Lions uh, to win this game. Lay the points with the Lions. It's three, uh, three and a half right there. You got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. Speaking of uh, repeat champions, nobody's won three championships in a row in the CFL since the uh, Warren Moon. Edmonton wow. Eskimo Whoa. great teams. All right. Um, the Bombers have won two in a row. They're laying a touchdown tonight. Lay the points tonight uh, with the Bombers against uh, the Red Blacks. And I like the Rough Riders. And yeah, everyone's going to ask. Hey, the hey, two of them. The Saskatchewan Saskatch- Saskatch- Rough Riders are going to beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats tomorrow night. Lay the two and a half.
1: Hey, Gabe, I just hypothetically speaking here, if the Buffalo Bills were to take on the BC Lions, what do you think <laughs> the score of the game would be? 77-10.
8: Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you know what? It's not a great... I swear to God, it's not the best example of the Bills and the uh, <laughs> the Bills and the BC Lions because the Bills are really good and the Lions are kind of a lower-tier team. So a good example is if the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the two-time defending <laughs> Stanley Cup champions right now, played, let's say, the worst team in the league, the Jacksonville great Jaguars, though. I think the Jags would win, like, 35-21 type thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? really? Okay. Yeah, like, it would be a battle. Okay. It, it, it would be. Look, you know what? And you know, I know we don't have a lot of time, but we'll talk about it in the future for you guys that are in football history. The CFL and the NFL used to play against each other, and they stopped it because my Buffalo Bills were such losers, they lost to the Hamilton fucking Tiger Cats. Oh, no. Oh, no. Tiger and, and they shut the series down. Dude, Mike Ditka. I got drunk with Mike Ditka in Orlando. I played, I, I got invited to. I used to have Ditka on my show. I went to his golf tournament in Orlando. We didn't play golf, he just got uh, yeah. drunk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I said, hey coach, we're sitting there. He looked like a fucking lizard like alligator in the Orlando Sun. He was all dried. <laughs> he had he was like the Iron Sheik, <laughs> had a towel over his stuff, steam with like the waters coming off it. And I said to him, Hey coach, do you remember playing against the Montreal Wets in like nineteen sixty one or something? And I nearly fell out of his chair. He goes, I was a rookie. He goes, They were up at the half on us. Um so, yeah, no, the quality of play, like put it this way, guys, the the CFL would kick the shit out of a USFL team. Okay, oh, okay. Which I, need... I, I, all you need to know is players in the USFL, which is pretty good football. It's quality football. I like it. They're making $4,500 a week. Quarterbacks in the CFL are making a million dollars a year. Who, who do you think is going to be the better player? You get what you pay for. True. Let me put it this way. Shay Patterson, former Michigan Wolverine, freshman of the year in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yep. He could not hang on on a CFL roster like he couldn't make it as a backup even like he mm-hmm. they he bounced like he couldn't stick to a roster and get through camp he was the number one pick at a USFL draft and he got cut yeah 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 right well god I knew they were dumb for do taking think, him in the well, first place
4: <laughs> do you think one of these teams would potentially like break the bank for Baker Mayfield and get him to try to come play <laughs> in the CFL
8: they just you know it was funny Cardell Jones just got cut by Saskatchewan oh What? Cardell Jones just got cut. You know, no Baker Baker will be in the NFL, guys. What's his? uh, What's what's this little monetary thing? He's on the hook. He's guaranteed the money. Why would any fucking team help the Cleveland Browns out right now in their cap issues? Browns are going to have to bite the bullet and release him, man. All right, Gabe. Before we let you out of here, how about USFL? Oh, take the Vikings over eight and a half, man. There's another one Mm -hmm. for you. I got all fired up this week. Vikings over eight and a half. Okay. And USFL. Uh, let's go with um, let's go with the um, Tampa Bandits and the Breakers over the number. Bandits go. and the Breaker over. Yeah, let's go with well, over the number. Let me load them up. I'm on the uh, I'm on the NFL here over the USFL. All right, so listen, the Generals i up talking about the Panthers. The Panthers by This is this is amazing, guys. The, the The Houston Gamblers are up to eight and zero right now Ooh. in the um, in the first half wow every oh. week the Houston gamblers have had the lead and covered the spread in the first half and then they blow it in the second half oh, wow. uh, Sumlins team uh take the gamblers uh plus the points it's too many points against the Birmingham stallions I know the stallions are the undefeated team and all that but they're not smoking people gamblers take the gamblers plus the points in the first half and the gamblers plus the points in the game
2: all right go. hey gay hey, we cannot thank you enough uh how what are you on sports grid today
8: uh, we'll be on at uh, six Eastern, breaking it all down, man. We're gonna be talking uh, CFL football tonight, NBA finals. Like I said, I'm taking the Warriors in the first quarter plus the points. Warriors, uh, first half plus the points. Gotta ride that Warrior third quarter run as you guys talked about in the Warriors plus the points. Let's get it.
2: Okay, at Sports Rage on Twitter, catch them on Sports Grid. Thank you so much, Gabe.
8: Hey may the winners be yours, guys. Always a pleasure, man.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, is the best the best
4: all right everybody that is the show once again pat is on his way down to louisiana right now for friday night smackdown tonight at 8 p.m eastern time on fox we can't thank you enough for listening all week all the guests we had joined the show all week it was a good one enjoy your weekend we will see you guys on monday cheers